0: Good morning, my faithful. Loki and I this week are going to be talking about concussions in sports, the negative effects, why you should be worried, and if you have a child in sports, what you can do to protect them. We'll have two very special guests joining us today to talk about this very real and dangerous topic. Don't vote Trump.
1: like that little throw in there. <laughs> I had to do it.
0: If Gene Simmons can yell, vote Trump to 18,000 people, I can say, don't vote Trump to 2,000.
1: Well, I, I, I posted yesterday, Lex, Lex Luthor officially is siding with I Trump. saw that. So we're, we're in trouble now. Sad dude. state of
0: affairs, my man. Yeah, we're in trouble now. Unless <laughs> Superman
1: gets up and starts running for president here. Um, so real quick, before we get into the day... Um, I gotta, I gotta ask you something. Me? Yeah. So, so Suicide Squad recently came out. Last night was opening night. Right. Which we talked. And and there's, they've had, they've had sneak previews since last week. Mm -hmm. I've had people posting as, as much as last week, talking about this. Um, I gotta say this. Does, does it almost feel like Rotten Tomatoes has beef with DC? You know,
0: I read, I read a story. I'm sure you're referencing this story where Rotten Tomatoes gave it a really terrible review. No,
1: they don't forget what they did to Batman versus Superman. Right. They threw it up against the wall mm-hmm. and wiped their ass with it, essentially. Now... I'm not taking away from that because I think we're both on the same page where we we kind of like felt like that movie probably could have given you more.
0: Yeah, I and thought they crammed. Like I said before, I thought they crammed too much. Did you see the extended Things version too fast? Not yet. Dude, I fell asleep. Did you really? I
1: fell asleep, man. It's so maybe too it was better. Much. Maybe it's it was better that they much. crammed everything when they in. put all that shit in the beginning. It was it was way too much. Just way too much. It should have been a two part movie. It should have been like an Avengers. You know how they did the two part or whatever it is. <laughs> um well, obviously, uh, Suicide Squad, same thing, got very bad reviews from Rotten Tomatoes. I believe they ended up giving them like absolutely nothing. I think it was like a twenty-eight, twenty-nine, some garbage like that. Um, when you take when you take into effect that this is probably you know your your Siskel and Ebert your 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 next your two thumbs up that your go-to movie reviews, if you will, when you have something like this bashing a company like DC. I mean, and, and and let's be honest, like Batman versus Superman, I think was kind of going on the title. So you could have you could have thrown fucking Smurfs up against Gargamel during half that movie, and I, I think it would have been fine. They were living you're, off you're, the what title. You're saying,
0: what you're saying to me is there's an already preconceived biased by Rotten Tomatoes against the DC universe. I think so. Is that
1: what you're saying? I think so. I get it. I think so. Um, everything I've heard from Jared and Margaret... Has been spectacular. The Joker Harley Quinn duo is is spot on.
0: Margot Robbie could make a movie of just her farting, and I'd pay twenty bucks you probably to see would it. Just to see her ass. Jacks, not, I, I, it doesn't even. She could just he, be sitting be there like, smiling. Here, let me sit here. You saw what was the what was the freaking movie I watched recently where they. It's just, here's Margot. Oh, the big short. If you've never oh, yeah. seen it. Yeah. they like, yeah. here's Margot Robbie to explain how the housing thing. And there she is sitting in a bathtub. That's all the movie has to be. 20 yeah. bucks. Take my money. See? Just take my money See? right now.
1: Now, now you, you take into all this. other. I mean, Will Smith as Deadshot. I, I think we all kind of was, you know, like we're. Kind of, that like, was
0: for name value. Come on.
1: I know it was. Absolutely. I Will mean, Smith movies. They make did it to us. Listen, dollars. they they did it to us with fucking Samuel L. Jackson and Nick Fury. Yeah. I mean, obviously the Nick Fury that they had before, in case y'all forgot, was David Hasselhoff, so we actually did kind of bump up a little bit on that one. And to be fair, in the comics, Nick Fury is black now, whereas he used to be white. He he definitely is a black and that wasn't because of Samuel L. Jackson that it happened. That was because, you know, that was the comics. Now, you take a mem- a person like Deadshot, and yep. he has been predominantly a white Englishman his entire yeah. comic career. If a- you're not
0: involved in the comics, he's absolutely right. a white
1: Englishman. Like, he has a heavy, thick English accent. <laughs> and then you throw fucking Will Smith out there, yo, fool, I'm going to shoot you from a thousand miles away, and you're going to take that shit, right? I, I don't know. I bought it. I think. I bought it. No, I mean. I like him as a character. When he puts a mask on, I'm all for it cuz you can't really, you know, you really can't tell anything else. Killer Croc looks spectacular. Like I said, I haven't seen the movie yet. No, but I but I just think it's funny that Rotten Tomatoes just just dogs them, just do- and then something comes out from Marvel. Like uh which one was it that recently um, I didn't think it was that spectacular. Oh, Ant-Man. Okay. A lot of people liked Ant-Man. I'm kind of up against the fence on it still. You know what I'm saying? I'm not a big Ant-Man <laughs> fan. It was funny. It had its good moments. Dude, Rodsman right, Tomatoes was like, <laughs> Marvel, Marvel. Let, let ah. me gargle Marvel's wand. Yeah, exactly. I, uh.
0: exactly. It's so, One thing I learned does does in regard like to that? movies, when The Godfather came out, they shit on it. When Scarface came out, they shit on it. I have, a, I have a feeling in my head that if Rotten Tomatoes had existed in 1939, they'd have shit on The Wizard of Oz, too. Oh, they
1: probably would have. They would have it, like, it's all about it's being, bullshit that that midget yeah. was hanging in the distance.
0: Right? It's all about being ironic, and it's all about being cutting edge. And everybody, everybody is salivating. It, comic fans and non-comic fans alike are waiting for last night for the opening of Suicide Squad. And what happens? Three days before the movie hits, Rotten Tomatoes takes a dump all over it. Mm-hmm. It's about being ironic. Now you want to know what's so bad about it. Are they, are they dumping on it? Are they in cahoots with the company? Right, exactly. There's a question for
1: you. Exactly. But I just, like I said, there's two movies. I haven't seen Suicide Squad yet. I don't think Batman versus Superman deserved the harsh rating it got. It definitely deserved.
0: It wasn't as great as we ex- anticipated. Listen, Not listen, that we expected. It wasn't as great as the title. How no, about that, no. dude? <laughs> you maybe if, got 10, 15 minutes of Batman vs. Superman. anybody has
1: ever read... The the Frank Miller saga of the Bat- Batman, uh, the Dark Knight when he returns when mm-hmm. he comes back and he's he's the or old Nightfall man or Nightfall
0: or no, no of those. this is the yeah. specific
1: one where he comes back out of retirement yep um he's and then the female he's,
0: Robin the Joker's in him right some exactly dude. He, yeah. he
1: actually he actually does fight Superman and actually beats Superman in that fucking co- well doesn't beat him beat him but yeah it brings him down to the point where you know and then he dies of a heart attack
0: I, I tap out it's over yeah
1: but but listen that. The the whole idea here is is the fact that you have a great story, like just like I said, just living off the title alone, Batman versus Superman.
0: You, you could, expect you expect more than you. You got.
1: couldn't have failed. Obviously, they did, but you couldn't have failed, dude. You you, you could have you could have had them Wait, just rubbing butts you, all day long. You
0: could have failed. You could have failed, and they I, did. I, I I bought the new Superman. Uh, Henry, what's his nuts? I bought it took me half the film to start to buy Ben Affleck. Uh, he was Gal, a, Gal Gadot. He was a better again, she can sit in the tub with Margot Robbie. It's all good. He was Make a better um
1: movie. Bruce Wayne.
0: Yeah. Then oh, he, without he question. Was a spectacular Bruce Wayne. Batman.
1: Not you know. I think he was trying to go for the uh, the slapstick Batman a little much. And
0: mm. yeah, slapstick doesn't know. if you're the if you're Adam West, slapstick works. It, it doesn't work and it yeah. uh, Michael Keaton proved that. In the second, what was the one with... Uh, it was Batman Returns with uh, Michelle Pfeiffer yes. looking yes, fantastic. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. And he threw out the little one-line zingers. Yeah. They fell. They yeah, fell they, they,
1: they were bad. It's a new era, <laughs> new they whatever. Were bad.
0: Um, No, great point. I'm looking forward to seeing the film. It's been a uh, particularly rough week. I missed God. God was five miles from my house on Thursday night, and I missed him.
1: I know, I know. I saw that. Broke
0: my heart. I couldn't go, you know, rub elbows with God again. But I've met him before. Would have been, would've been he nice. He hugged me.
1: Would have been nice.
0: yeah. Um, what else? We obviously missed the opening of Suicide Squad. So, but it's, it's been a fun week. Um, nothing really to complain about. Um, more meme warriors out there. Just killing me. I I
1: love the meme warriors. Here's my
0: point of view. And if you don't agree with me, fuck you. No dude, fuck you. I don't have to like your candidate, but I'm going to listen to you. don't tell me I'm an idiot for liking Gary fucking Johnson.
1: (laughs) (laughs) People. It's, it's funny. I think, I think as, I think it was a Clint, Clint Eastwood has gone on record as to calling this the pussy generation. He's right. He calls it the pussy generation and, quote, we all need a severe ass kicking. Yep. Un- end quote. That's not you're not going to get an argument. On now, it. listen, he is speaking the truth. Mm-hmm. He's he's a Trump supporter and he's. I, I mean, right now, what, what options do you have? It's like, do I have diarrhea or shit? Mm. <laughs> They're both shit. This one's to... a little bit more runny, but this one I can actually, you know. You
0: know it, it, we talked. We had talked about the election of I want to say it was two thousand, where it was um, <laughs> last three episodes, Bush and Gore. <laughs> well, the, the one of two thousand, no, Bush yeah. and Gore. Your choices were between ah shit and ah Jesus. Yeah, and then you had Barack Obama versus John Kerry, where your choices were uh. And Uh, Even at that point point, Now they're making Obama look like fucking gold Next to Kerry Are you serious? Because today your choices are Oh god no And oh fuck no And those are the big two Again you do have choices Joe Stein, Gary Johnson Write in your vote Vote for me I don't give a shit I'll take the job It pays more than I make now (laughs) But I mean past that Computer geniuses And meme warriors And if you can't hold A respectful conversation You're an asshole It's that simple
1: My point being uh, Clint Eastwood, his fan, they, they, they said it dropped 20% for the comment he said about this being the you know, the and pussy. And that goes
0: back to the pussy generation. It, it really does. He's exactly right. Look, yeah. I've waited 40-some years, and finally, after three years of him running his verbal diarrhea, he who shall not be named will not get another dollar out of me. Yeah. None. None. Because I refuse... To pay my money and build his house and put his kids through college for him to jump up on stage in the middle of a performance where I'm not there to talk about politics. I am. I wasn't there. Let's throw that out there. I think it was in Duluth, Minnesota. Mm-hmm. And right in the middle of his song just says, vote Trump. Fuck you. Disturb didn't pull that shit. Joan Jett certainly didn't pull that shit. No. Nope. But your bloated tongue wagon um, ass is going to pull that shit? I don't buy it. Fucking, uh, you know who
1: did, though, is uh, the ones that do uh, The Jumper. Third, third Eye Blind. Yeah. They pulled that shit at their late fucking mm-hmm. concert. I Listen, saw that. Real, real quick, we, you know, because we do have a really important subject that we want to get to. And we did have our guests yeah, show guest show up here. special guest inside. Um, it's going to be fun. <laughs> people just, this, this, this whole thing, this whole pussy generation, everything's, people got to just step back and realize, look, there's probably some truth to this. Just, just a little bit, just a little bit. When you get butt hurt at the fact that you know you're bringing your politics out, when you have to bring your politics out during a performance like that, dude. It's like you said, we didn't pay money for that shit.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: We, we didn't pay money for I paid you for two to hours ramp a good right, time. right. Exactly. We want to hear your greatest hits and maybe a couple new songs that that maybe you're working on. That's what we mm-hmm. came to listen to.
0: If I pay money. We we talked about Professor Donato before, Uh, the Immortals' dad, had dinner with him. We always have great political conversation. He does talks all over college campuses. If I pay money to go see Professor Gary Donato, I expect to hear that stuff. If I go see a comedian, you know politics are going to creep in. I expect that. I do not expect Gene Simmons to be up on his little gimmick 30 feet above the stage screaming, Vote Trump. Mm -hmm. And I said his name, and I apologize. Or – this band, third eye blind, right. same Who thing. Who are they anymore? Just, just, just is it decide. That, you know again? what?
1: Because this guy just bashed on your your political, you know, whoever you're voting for, you're going to cut the show. Cut it out, man! Like, be a professional. This, this is ridiculous. This is exactly what Clint Eastwood is absolutely right about. I'm
0: waiting. I'm waiting for Frank when we introduce him to say that he's for Hillary or Trump, and I'm cutting the show short. That's all. <laughs> I'm going to pull a complete third eye blind right now. But before we do that, before we bring Frank in, we got to pay the bills. And it's always important.
2: Promotional
3: consideration paid for by the following.
0: Sublime Inc. is a great sponsor of the Loken Jabroni Show. You can find them at 577 Route 12 in Groton, Connecticut. The number is 860-445-4200. I'm not seeing too much ink on you, Frank. Do um, you need to go down and see? That's not. That's a little bit. You can, well, it's okay to talk. I need to
4: get a lot more.
0: Well, we got the place I for you. Sleep, mm-hmm. I want
4: the whole nine
0: yards. All right, well, we got the place for you. Sublime Inc., you tell them that we sent you. You can see Falcon what? Dave Kovalec. You can see the Batgirl herself, Dana Betts. You can see the beautiful and talented Justin Furr. Or if you're feeling especially just out-of-the-norm adventurous, you can go see
1: Evil Dave, the Nightmare Kruger.
0: Tell him that the Loki and Jabroni Show sent you. Falcon Dave will rub your butt. He's already said so. And in the spirit of paying the bills, guys, there is a way for you to contribute to the betterment of the show. It's www.patreon.com forward slash – P-A-T-R-E-O-N. He's worked on that for three weeks. Yeah. That's a good thing. I was spelling it wrong for three (laughs) weeks too. (laughs) Forward slash Loki and Jabroni, all one word, all letters. There is no and symbol, ampersand for those of you who are grammatically correct. You can make a one-time donation or you can make a monthly gift. All the money it goes into the show. We are not pocketing a dime. We want new microphones. We want a camera. We want a new computer. Hell, we want a beer budget. That's up to you. We, you can only make the show better by helping us out. Now, Frank, I'm sorry. You were a little bit late. I got one of these upstairs for you, too. I want to throw a shout-out to a local brewery out of Brantford, Connecticut. They are the Stony Creek Brewing Company. We are currently enjoying a Blackwater Pills. This is a black lager, extra hopped. I'm going to run up and grab you one. Frank and Mike are meeting now. Oh, by the way, welcome to the Logan Jabroni Show. Somehow we missed that. Thank you very much. (laughs) Hey, real quick on that
1: Patreon, though. Just just so people know, we do need new equipment because when we first got into this, um, this is equipment that I bought for the business that um, pays me back there, uh, Viking Entertainment. So we're borrowing the microphones out of that. We would like our very own setup. We did go out and pick up our own little mixing board, and we have our own nice sound board, thanks to the uh, Eddie Jakes Society. But um, every, every little part that you guys can donate, it's going to help out so much. Um, we've had a couple people donate already. Thank you very much. We still need those reviews. We've got to get rid of that uh, Skull, the Crystal Skull Vodka, the Crystal Head Vodka that we've been dying to get rid of. Just trying to get to, to some people, some perfect autographs on there. You guys don't want to miss out on that. Um, and just be be a part of it. Spread the word. Spread the love. Share it with a friend. Tell your friend to tell a friend,
0: and you'll uh you'll love it. This way, we don't have to pimp guests to bring beer, but that is a standing rule, dude. You're not you're not getting skated here. Everybody's brought beer. <laughs> Everybody. <laughs> this, is, this is not this is not exclusive to Frank Sadowski. By the way, please welcome my lifelong friend and pretty much the brainchild of this week's episode is Norwich, Connecticut's very own Frank Sadowski. How are we doing?
4: We're doing good, guys. Thanks for having me.
0: Always a pleasure. Now, when we spoke, I think it was Tuesday night?
4: Yes, I believe so.
0: It was revolved around the concussion of Dale Earnhardt Jr. Dale is telling people on his podcast, the Dale Jr. Download, and through his Twitter board, I'm getting better. The symptoms are lessening. ESPN and doctors all over the country are saying, he's not getting better.
4: Yeah, it's, it's one of those things where he's saying one thing, the doctors are saying another. I just watched an episode on ESPN uh, last night, I believe it was, that he was at Watkins Glen and he just wants to come back racing. He's, he's dying to get back in the race car, but yet he's saying to himself, what should I do? I'm listening to the doctors. Do I listen to the doctors or do I just say, you know what, screw it, I'm going in the car, I don't care what they have to say. Right. But now here he is. He's going to be uh married pretty soon, I guess. He, you know, he's engaged. Mm-hmm. Do you want to have children? Um, you know, well, down the road, here I am. I'm 43 years old. And if I was in his situation, I want want to enjoy my kids growing up. If, oh.
0: I mean, if he can't do that, Big,
1: Big Poppy same thing. Forty-one years old. He wants to be with his family. What about yesterday? Mark Teixeira
0: just announced his retirement at the end of the season.
1: And Mark, can Mark still do it? He's thirty-six years old. Yeah. Not to cut you off, but let me ask you this: Uh, DNA is a very strong trait, and as a matter of fact, it's just been proven that no matter what, you take more traits from your father than your mother. In some cases,
0: it's unfortunate. Right. Exactly. (laughs) But
1: but in some cases, you know, it's this being said, um, illnesses. Are part of DNA uh, weaknesses, your immune system, mm-hmm. concussions. His old man went out essentially the same way with a brain injury, right? Do you think this is looming on his mind?
4: I, I have to believe it is. I, I mean, he he. Uh, granted, the safety today is so much better than it was when senior drove. It, it's it's
1: and because he died, yeah. they they made some modifications. Exactly.
4: So here I am, uh, you know, when I, when I text Bernsey the other day, I'm like, you know, this, it's got to be weighing on him heavily. And if he decides to get back in that race car and something else happens and he's, I mean, I, I don't know. It, it, it's a scary situation. I mean, I'm not a huge Earnhardt Jr. fan. I appreciate his racing. I appreciate racing in itself. Um, it, it's just one of those things that I, I, I think he should really sit back, take a look and say,
0: hey. Is this really worth it for me mm-hmm. to get back behind that wheel? One of the things Shooting I looked up. Sale. I was going to bring him up a little mm-hmm. later on. One of the things I looked up this week was the average healing time for a concussion is anywhere from three to four weeks. Now next and this, then
1: you're not allowed to go back right, into until your you're sport. cleared. Right, and that's usually months.
0: He's been out for four weeks, and now he's going to be out the next three. That's seven weeks total. Something is bigger that he's not telling people. Oh,
1: absolutely. And on top
0: of that, and and Frank and I talked about it earlier in the week, is that, yeah, it's got to be thinking, he's got to be thinking about, well, my dad drove with a broken leg. My dad drove with a broken wrist. My dad was a man's man. Again, different day and age. We now have testing that can show. Exactly. It's only 15 years since Senior hit that wall. And like you said, the safety has come up. He took two hard hits two straight weeks. One was Daytona, one was Michigan. He said the Michigan hit was the one that really did it. Solid to him. concrete, while it's the one stretch of the track that doesn't have one of those steel reinforcement mm-hmm. with the foam, safer barrier. He hit hard driver's side. Can you imagine the head whip? Even with that little bit of space that they hold your head in with the Hans device and all that, you're still getting a pretty good head whip. Fuck yeah. Your brain's gonna bounce around in your head. Dude,
1: you're you're going over 100 miles an hour.
0: At Michigan, he was hitting near 200. There, there
1: you go. So now you're, now you're hitting up the speeds of near 200 miles per hour. You stop. It's the sheer physics alone of mm-hmm. it, if, if you're – I'm not a very good physics person, but I, I did it in high school enough to know that if you hit a solid object, all of that force is going somewhere, mm-hmm. and it's usually on that first impact. First
0: it goes this way. Right. Then it goes this way.
1: Exactly. So regardless of where your head is, that little bit of movement – you mm-hmm. still have that little bit of movement in your oh, brain yeah. too. They say you can get whiplash. Your brain whiplash, is completely surrounded by get that protective liquid
0: in an in an accident under forty miles per Absolutely. hour. Absolutely. Now, five times that, two hundred miles an hour. That's your now that's the other thing. Beat. You're
1: you're in a racing car that goes up to like we said about two hundred miles per hour. Your instincts have got to be mm-hmm. on top of it. They got to be like that. When you enter into this car and you have a concussion. Or or the ill effects of thereafter, you're not performing, number one, at your, at your peak, nope. and number two, you're jeopardizing yourself and everybody else on that racetrack by not being if, 100%.
0: Right, and if he had had that concussion already lingering, which he didn't know, he didn't get tested, goes through the infield right. care center, I, I've been... In the garage area for a NASCAR race. Or how race. many
1: times you go up to somebody and just be like, you all right, man? I just got a headache, man. Yeah, cool. I'll be
0: all right. I'm cool. Okay.
1: All right. Go go rest it off. The
0: infield care center, everybody, is your arm broke? Is your leg broke? Can you see this? How many fingers am I holding up? You're good. Get out. It's VA. It's that simple. Yeah. VA hospital. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Now, he takes that with him. Next week, he goes to Michigan, takes that 200-mile-an-hour hit on that backstretch. Now, you just compounded it. Now, it's <clears throat> yes. double. And now we can go into Junior Seau coming forward because, again, Frank's a big football fan. I'm sure he's got a lot to say about this. The more pounding you give it, the worse it's going to get. Whether you're you Junior Seau, old... Jamal Charles, Chris Benoit, Gary Wolf, who we'll hear from later. You're going to – if you keep going and subjecting yourself to the same thing over and over again, what is the old saying? The definition of insanity is doing the, Do the same, same thing, thing over, over and over, and over again, again and
1: expecting different results. Exactly. When scar tissue heals – This is a medical fact. When you cut yourself or when you have an injury, your body instantly starts working on it. Mm -hmm. Tendons, they all do this. If you re-injure that before that is fully healed, now you have not only ripped apart the initial, now you're taking apart the scar tissue and you're building on top of that. Mm -hmm. So now you have weakness already built on top of weakness on top of what's going to be your main structure. Now concussion is no different. Exactly. Concussion is the exact same thing. It's a swelling in the brain. When you don't let that swelling go down, when it stays like this and then you just get that nice little protective coating, it's trying to bring it back down and you re injure that you're not doing yourself The recipe any for disaster. Absolutely.
0: Um, did you play football in your youth?
4: I did. I played uh peewee football down on Hamilton Avenue. Actually. Fair enough. Um, and I took a few hits. You know, I actually remember one time up at uh, Dickman Field in Norwich. Yep. Uh, I was running the ball, and I took a hit, and I saw stars. Now, whether or not I got a concussion, I, I really don't know. But it knocked me out right on the ground for a while. And I was just sitting there going, wow. And But back then, we didn't have... Doctors on the sidelines and wondering if, uh, you know, giving us the, the, the test to oh, make yeah. sure that we were okay. But it was, it was scary for me. I was a young kid. Now I, I don't think I've ever had a severe concussion, not that I know of. Mm-hmm. But who knows? Maybe I did. And without well, brain scan, wonder, you're never going to know. You're never exactly. going to know. So I was wondering, you know. But I did take a couple of hits. But it was only pee wee football. But still. It was something that you have to really be. Pee wee football
0: with. from like so I'm going to venture to guess like from five to nine is the age range. Am I? Uh, am I in? I the believe ballpark? I was
4: a little bit older. I, okay. I want to
0: say maybe age before my teens. No, it wasn't. So it wasn't exactly a hit that you would you might have taken if you played high school or professional or college, but at a younger age, at a nine or a ten or an eleven year old, that's a pretty big hit.
4: That's a big hit, and it's like, well, shake it off.
0: You exactly. Know, get back in
4: there. Uh, there are certain
0: things you can say that with. You hurt your elbow, can you move it? Yes, shake it off. Right. I mean it's it's yeah it, if you're it, seeing stars and you're hearing whistles and the little birdies are I saw, a circle I saw around stars. your
4: head. I mean there's no question I need saw to stars. sit. And it was just like, well, you know, we don't have enough players, get back in there and, you know, go
0: yeah. at it. It's one of those things where I'm torn and and if you're hurt, sit. It's that simple. And I know people my favorite thing to say, different day and age. We were tougher back then. But uh, we hold, were all on
1: What happened? Hold on one second now. Oh, I, 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 I had to walk out. Yeah, I know. Youth football, Hamilton Ave. Now, you're 43? 43. We had to play together at some point. I, I played, was on, I,
4: I, I, I know I played on, played the, on the Giants, the and I played on the Redskins, and the Green Bay and the Packers.
1: Those, Those were my teams. My, uh, I was Patriots, I was, no, I'm sorry, I was Giants, Redskins, and Colts.
4: Our coach was uh, Stags. He was our. Uh, he was, he yeah, was he was one coach. of the other ones, yep. And we he had a kid there. I, I, I loved him to death. His name was Steve Urban. I'm, yep. This I'm, kid, you, you could not stop him. And unfortunately, he was in a tragic accident down in Florida. He moved down to Florida with his parents, and it was a diving accident. And uh, I remember that ended up paralyzed yeah. from the weight uh, I believe it was the neck down. Yeah, I
1: remember I remember um, that. That was like because that was like one of the first times you ever heard about something like that happening to yeah, one of our people. All shocked. like immediately I, I from the area. It. Yeah. I couldn't
4: believe it. I mean, this kid was such an athlete, and here he is, he goes moves down to Florida and he just had a diving accident. And it was it was I, I think I ran into him at the ten pin actually, and he was in a wheelchair. I was just I was devastated. Yeah, I, could, I couldn't I couldn't believe yeah. it. I said that, that this kid was was one. Yeah, of the you were most- you
1: were like our Superman, and here you are in a fucking wheelchair yeah, now. It was just know?
4: it was shocking. It, yeah. it's, it's one of those things, like with the concussions, you just you never know. It, you got to take it day by day. Right, exactly. And, sudden- and going
1: back to that, because because you went through it exactly the same way I did. There was no concussion checks. No, none. There was none. not a single one. And let me tell you what: you get up into like the the senior the senior leagues, you are getting lit. You are getting lit.
0: The higher you go, the bigger the hits. I re- the bigger the hits, the bigger the bell rings.
1: I yeah, exact I, I remember I remember getting because getting, I just picked off the ball and I remember coming down with it and I got I just got licked so fucking bad. I remember looking over at the other team's coach and he was just like Yeah Oh they
4: loved it. Yeah, that's they how you it. fucking hit him. Yep.
1: That's how you hit him and I was like Holy, like, I, dude, I definitely, like, I didn't get a concussion. Well, my old man was but the But I definitely, way. yeah. Old, I mean, no, he that, was on the sidelines. But that's why we, we were saying, drill yes. Drill a guy
4: and drop him, you know, knock him out of the game. Make, pay. Yeah, Make exactly, him pay. Yeah, exactly, exactly. He was, he was exactly. just like that. So. But
1: that's exactly bringing up the old day and age. Mm-hmm. These tough guys, you know, you're fucking, you're old school fucking, like, I even have Jim Marshall for fucking... Yep. A one A tough guy. How many concussions did he have that they just fucking?
0: The psh- same goes for Jack Lambert, Junior Seau, Jamal Charles, all these guys. And we're going to talk about Seau and Charles because well, let's, well Seau tran- came back
1: and in, that was very dangerous. Right, it was and that he was, was very dangerous. All the players
0: said he wasn't the same. They no. would find him in his locker mumbling and talking they to knew. himself. Wes Welker, Wes Welker, same
4: Wes Welker. Mm-hmm. It's, it's how many hits has that guy taken over his career? Yeah,
1: exactly. There's a
0: story, and I can't find... Uh, it's Troy, Troy Aikman,
1: I believe they... they didn't a, doctor, a doctor physically told him, if you get two more, yeah, you're, you're done, You dude. could die. You, you, you're brain dead. You mm-hmm. will be fucking brain dead.
0: There, there are reports that Junior say I actually had to call somebody, and I can't corroborate this. I did find it in a story that he had to call somebody to get directions to how to get back to his own house.
1: Yes. Yeah, no, he was that far gone. He was that far gone, and that's the point. When he left... It was San Diego, and then he went on to the Patriots. He was pretty much calling his retirement in San Diego. He was he was mm-hmm. he was done when he came back and he went with the Patriots. He was an animal.
0: He, and he spent time with Miami, I believe. too. Yeah, right? yeah,
1: yeah. But he didn't do he didn't do too much no. down there. The Patriots is where he did a lot of
0: his you know a lot of his big the beginning of his retirement tour. Right,
1: exactly. But he was a beast. He was a man on a mission, dude. He was he went from being beat down. To building himself back up, right? To building himself back up, to hitting and getting hit like he used to, without ever being healed.
0: And do you remember how he would run into those people? Yes, and
1: that's my point. Like
0: a train head he down. He was earth. not
1: healed. He was not healed, and they let him come back. And that is why he ended up doing what he did. He, like we said earlier, when you're not fully healed and that scar tissue doesn't get on. It, it, you can't fully be healed. You can't. Right. There's, there's damage. There's already damage done.
0: You being a Broncos fan, if I'm remembering correctly. Super Bowl champs, by the way. <laughs> Hold on. Two <let laughs> me... time. <clears throat> <clears throat> Reigning and defending Super Bowl champs, Denver Broncos. Wouldn't want to shortchange you here. You were in the same division with the San Diego Chargers. You obviously, your team plays multiple times every other year against teams like the Patriots and the Dolphins. You have many, many. What are you doing over here? He's I, fucking with my beer, ladies and gentlemen. I haven't seen one of these in Those a long time. Those mountains are not blue anymore. They're not blue. I apologize. <laughs> I, for that. I should have had them on ice when I came here. I'm going to work on that. I already took care of that. I thought this was a irrelevant. You know what runs through these mountains? The train of thought. You, as you can see, it's no longer there. Killing me. You, you had more than, uh, more than ample opportunity to watch growing up and being a fan of the the reigning and defending world champion Denver Broncos, see Junior Seau lined up across the field against guys like Elway or whomever has come through, you watch the hits that he made, and you don't even have to be a fan of that AFC West to know. You hear Junior Seau, the, you, you think of a sack master, you think of a ball stripper, you think of a guy that runs head-on. Going back to, to what you've seen over the years, was he crazy for going head-on? Helmet to helmet, helmet to shoulder, helmet to midsection? I wouldn't say
4: crazy. I I, I think he was doing his job. I mean, he was probably told, this is what you do. This is how you do it. From day one. It's instinct at this point. Steve Atwater was a great safety for the Denver Broncos. And you would see him literally flying into somebody to hit them and take them out. Mm -hmm. Ronnie Lott, Mm. same thing. These guys just flew. Didn't Ronnie
0: Lott cut his finger off in the middle of a game? Yes, Yeah. They just a sick they, motherfucker right they there. They had a
4: job to do, and that's all they did was just fly in there, take the guy out. That was it. I, I, I personally I would be scared to death to see one of those guys coming at me. They they were going hundred miles an hour. Oh yeah, they, yeah, they, yeah, they, they weren't, were freight trains, they weren't,
1: man. Little freaking freight trains. Yeah. Um what's his name? Champ Bailey. Yeah. Champ uh, Bron- Bailey. another Bronco. Champ Bailey. Fucking guy was like what, five foot nothing? But the guy would come at you like a bullet. Like a freaking bullet, man. That, but that's, like we said, from day one, from Pee Wee football, that's how we were taught
4: That's how to we were hit. taught.
1: So when you go into this, even if you're all the way up in the NFL, good luck getting that away from somebody. Mm-hmm. Good luck getting that instinct. I understand the competitive of
0: instinct. It. I understand the fire. And I understand you have to do... Better than the guy next to you, if you want to be a success Hall of Famer, run it down the line. You know, I'm thinking about because we talked about Ortiz and Mark DeShera. Ortiz is a ballot one Hall of Famer. To me, Mark DeShera, toward the end, he's gonna be on a ballot with a lot of lesser guys and he's gonna get in. Do I think today when he when he steps off the field at the end of the year about, he's a Hall of Famer? Oh, maybe again He's in the 400-home-run club. He's got the most home runs of a switch hitter other than Mickey Mantle in history. I'll give him, the switch hitter is impressive. Now, I'll give him Again, that. am, that, am, am, am of... I going to put him in there with Junior Griffey and Ortiz and Jeter and all these guys that are first ballot Hall of Famers? No, but he did his job. What, I, I get, now, I'm getting off the point here. I'm looking at these guys retiring now at a young age. 36, Mark DeShera. I don't think I got it anymore. I can't play to my level. Seau played easily five more years, my opinion, than he should have. But he's an animal. He's a beast. He had that competitive spirit. Played
1: yeah. three more years than he should have. Oh, easily. Jerry Rice played five more years than he should have. Brett, Brett Favre, Favre. <laughs> played ten more <laughs> years <laughs> than he should have. You know what I'm saying?
4: But he, these guys are thinking now, at an early age, this is not for me anymore.
1: They're getting smart. Mm-hmm. They're getting, um, they're getting what's smart. his face uh, from the the Beast from uh, Seattle? I'm killing myself right now. Richard Sherman. No, no, no. no the, uh, the Beast, Beast mode.
0: Marshawn Lynch.
1: Yeah, Lynch. Dude, he is a Jew. Prime. He's a Jew. No, as far as money, his family (laughs) will tell you. The opinions
0: expressed by Michael Smith do not necessarily reflect the rest of us.
1: This guy has not spent a dime. Of his NFL money, not a dime.
0: Where the hell is he getting the rest of his money from?
1: Off of, you know, like uh, ads, endorsements and and everything else. He has not spent a dime of that. He could retire right now and live splendidly. And that's what a lot of these these people are doing. They're like, look, if I put five serious years into the NFL and I get myself a lucrative, monstrous contract, I can retire, Mm -hmm. and if I'm smart about it, Live off of this the rest of my damn life, and I don't have to put my body through. That's the thing. They got to be smart about it. Exactly.
4: You don't have a brain to be smart about it. Well, if you you got got a concussion, guess what? You don't have a
0: brain. And the the, the first thing I thought about just now was again another one of those head down downhill runners, helmet to helmet. Michael Turner. Michael Turner retired at 31 years old. Retired. Is that right? End of my contract in Atlanta. I'm done. I'm absolutely done. Exactly. He was smart, but Michael Turner also had three concussions on record. Bad ones sat out. He missed a significant chunk of playing time. I think he played two extra years just because, you know, he he mm-hmm. had a great six to seven year run. He put in two extra years with Atlanta and did half of nothing. But he wanted to be out there. He wanted to see if he could still do it. And at thirty one, thirty two years old, said, "That's it. I'm done." And here's the thing: What do Robert you think? Robert Smith. That- same thing from the Vikings. Same with Robert Smith. Not, he
1: was twenty six years old when he retired. He was. The, he was Barry the top Sanders. runner. He was a top runner. Sand- yeah, but I I'm mean, just saying, he was the top retired runner of minutes. Yeah, but he got the shit beat out of him. Yeah, Robert Smith didn't get the shit beat out of him. No, he, he, had <laughs> he had a good fucking line. He had a good line. But he saw, like you said, Michael Turner. He saw all these guys getting this fucking shit knocked out of him. And he's like, dude, I'm still going to college. I want to." He's actually a business executive mm-hmm. now. He mm-hmm. said, screw this. I'm getting out of this. Yes, I'm really good at it. Mm-mm.
0: When you go go back to our day, our childhood, we're all relatively the same age. You look at guys like Jack Lambert in football. You look at guys like Carl Yastrzemski, who was like the king of the beanball. That was tough. When you lean over that plate and you get beaned in the head as many times, chances are you got your bell rung and a concussion or two. Um, Ricky Rudd would tape his eyes open after getting such a hard hit and his eyes are swelled shut. He taped his eyes open. We talked about senior running with a broken wrist. Rusty Wallace with a broken collarbone. Go to basketball. How many times did bird play hurt? Oh. How many times how many time, did Magic play it, Magic played with AIDS for fuck's sake. Dude, Jordan played with a goddamn, what was it, like a hundred and four fever uh, and the flu and all this mess. And not to mention the his dad points. died two weeks earlier.
1: I mean, these, these are all things that we put up like as legendary, as tough. You know what I'm saying? But unfortunately, the more you learn. Right. The more you realize tough isn't so much tough as stubborn. And there's a mm-hmm. difference that, between being stubborn and being tough. And when your body is taking the toll, yes, I mean this is the stuff that legends are made of. Mm-hmm. But you are getting fucked up in the long run. You're not doing your body. We don't know what could have favor. happened, but
0: I'll point back to Thurman Munson. In the book that was written about Thurman Munson by Marty Appel, is a quote from Ron Guidry: "You would walk down into that clubhouse and see Munson taped, neck to ankles, knees, elbows, shoulders." He'd have a bag of ice on his head, but he went out there and he played hard every day. I know Thurman Munson had multiple concussions. I know Thurman Munson ripped up his knees. I know this. He was my favorite ball player of all time. The plane crash takes him away a little too early, and we had that conversation last year. Yeah, yeah. He's not. He's never going to be a Hall of Famer. We don't know. It was an eight, year 8 nine-year career. We're never going to know. And you
1: can't but, base a Hall of Fame career off of eight years. we right. said that. I mean, or out of can, love.
0: Or, He's one of the most beloved players to ever walk through New York, but you don't go to the Hall of Fame out of love. Right. On right. top of that, that was stubborn. Now, if Thurman Munson plays today, he's smarter because we've become smarter. We know if you get your bell rung, you do the the, the eye test with the light and the, the ringing in your ear and all that. You do the concussion test, which is now standard in the NFL. Yes. You get your bell rung. Uh, we watched a game last year. I don't remember. It was the Vikings and the Bears, I believe. One of your guys uh, – Safety got his bell rung. Mm -hmm. He's out for two quarters while he's in the back taking the concussion test. Yeah, that was Smith. It was. Thank you. He comes back out. Not Robert Smith. It was was Harrison Smith. Yeah,
1: my boy. Harry the Hitman. The the new one.
0: He comes back out.
1: He's he's another one of those fucking missiles.
0: He comes back out. He plays a couple plays. He goes back and sits down. Another couple... Drives later, he comes back, does a couple plays, sits down. They're playing him smart. That's further of the right. litmus test, where back in the day, Jack Lambert gets his bell rung. For two plays, he's on the you sideline. Check him out. <laughs> he's all right.
1: Give him some fucking goodies. Yeah. Throw him back out there, baby. Give him a
0: bottle of Gatorade and a salt <laughs> tablet, and he'll be fine.
4: Well, and Here's the thing, too. Uh, uh, getting to
0: hockey. Which oh.
4: Burnsy, I know you love. My wife, God love her.
0: I do love uh, your wife. She's in a, in a nice always
4: life. said, Why? You know, she sees baseball players go out with a minor injury, and yet you see a hockey player who almost died in the clubhouse, wanting to get back out there and play on the field, mm-hmm. on the ice. It was, you know, it's one of those things where do do you get mad at, like, let's say, uh, a major league baseball player for for having a a slight pull on his hamstring, mm-hmm. okay, but yet you have a, a hockey player who broke his leg and he's still skating on the ice. It's
0: Campbell, do, do
1: the. They're, they first of all, they're, they're designed differently. I tell everybody this. <laughs> the listen, listen I hear this a lot. lot. Listen, <laughs> yes. baseball players are designed differently. They're that's babies. why you they're have divas, right? They're and babies. you have that's why you can have your prince come out there with his belly hanging out, wearing his sweatpants. Because the motherfucker uses that weight and he swings those mm-hmm. balls over the fence, you know what I'm saying? You don't put Not him in the outfield. You don't put no, <laughs> no, exactly. You don't put him in the outfield because you know that motherfucker ain't running. No. You know what I'm saying? You yeah. put the little skinny ones in the outfield because Kirby you know Puckett, they're fucking Kirby running. Kirby Pucket was
0: things. the only fat guy and Tony Gwynn ever you in the are, outfield. When
1: you are a hockey player, you are moving the entire fucking game unless you're sitting down. Same thing or with fucking soccer, with soccer or football, as they football. you know FIFA. <laughs> FIFA. FIFA. But you got to give it to them. That's all. Dude, they're, they're Energizer they're bunnies. Mm-hmm. Motherfuckers die on the field because they just don't stop. They just keep fucking going. Football, you're all about conditioning. You're all about muscle. You're all about that initial boost, that fucking bush. You know but what I'm saying? You know, what's
4: the deal with baseball? I'm sorry, Bernie. What's the deal with baseball? Is it because they invest so much money in these guys? I think they're the length so of the scared. Season. I honestly exactly. think they the don't like the, the It's not you know, only that.
1: It's still, don't forget, it still holds... The truest title, it is America's pastime. We still hold, as much as we love football, we, football's up here. Baseball, unfortunately, yeah. is still up here. It is played seven months, eight months going into the playoffs. But if you want hockey, to
0: count spring training, March, April, May, June, July... August, September and a little bit of October if you're lucky enough And
1: even into November, yeah. 8
0: months, yeah. 8 months. I mean, I think hockey has a long season. No, it does, but, but the, hockey, but they hockey just more doesn't days have
1: off. right, but they, they do just have don't more have days the off. I want to say that the, the star power and the history that baseball has. You know what I'm saying? Baseball has been in our blood for years. Yeah. We have countries that learn baseball because they love the sport that much. You know what I'm it's saying? It's a like,
4: baseball classic, which I really don't care for. <laughs> but, you know. But
1: it, people love it, but they love it. You know what I'm saying? But And that's just the thing is baseball players, uh, golf, which is considered a sport. Golf you know? is considered <laughs> so, a sport. And if you – listen, if you take the card out of the equation – it's a fucking damn tiring sport, okay? Yeah, it is. <laughs> it is very tiring. I don't care what yeah, anybody you fucking you says. Be fucking dead, you know what I mean? Right? I don't you care know. what nobody says. And those motherfuckers walk that shit. Uh, they walk that shit. So the, every sportsman, every, every athlete is not built the same. No. They're not built the same. Baseball, as long as you keep up with what you're supposed to do, as long as you say follow your jack of trade, sort of say, if you are Ortiz, keep eating your mango salsa and eating right. your chicken, man. And your as big
0: you Dominican, Dominican, Dominican lunch. lunch. Yeah. But as,
4: speaking of Ortiz, I mean, just today they said on ESPN that this guy is going to play first base for a couple of games, and then they may have to sit him. Yeah, because he's going to be tired.
1: He will. He will.
4: I just that that I, I as an athlete I I just it, I I don't understand that. That's
1: what we, you're
4: going to be exhausted.
1: We, we've said it before. Playing
0: everybody three baseball, three hour games in a week. Right. Yeah,
1: baseball is is a very prima donna sport. Mm-hmm. It is. It They're is. It, it is it but is.
0: I, I give the length of season a little bit of a nod. Um, people hey, have, don't forget those outfielders and the shortstop position,
1: there are Mid- middle positions. Middle infield and the outfield are the there hardest are working. positions that, you know, they, they got their shirt off, and they're ripped. <laughs> like, but unless they're I'm, true I'm, athletes, if you're a you know?
4: D.H., I mean, maybe there's something more to it, but all you do is get up to hit every, what, mm-hmm. one or two?
0: David seconds. Ortiz, yeah. So, you hit three times a game. You don't have to do much running. Especially you if you're a power guy like Ortiz, you jog. Oh, yeah. You I jog. can jog.
1: You jog so slow, too, that you can hit it out there, and it can be a – uh, a little cutter to the left field. And not only will they get it to the third baseman, they'll get to the second baseman and they'll sit there and look at the ball for about two seconds. And still and get you out Sit there. First. And okay. If I hit this, just there we go. Perfect. And they'll be out. Oh, you're like, come I on, RT a little cut, dude, a little cut.
0: But again, the length of season, they play in a 14 day run. They play 12 games. I, I I like like Frank said hockey's a little bit of a relaxed schedule 82 games it's the same well, it's, amount as uh, the season and it needs it, that because well, it's it, so it, intense it it. exactly it's, so the Bruins can play on Monday night and not play again till Thursday do they play back to backs of course if but you have after to. a back to back you watch that schedule 3 to 4 days off And then they're on the next game. But like you said, and rightly so, yeah, you have four different lines. You have different shifts. You're out there XX. But when you get on that ice, you're not standing still. Mm -mm. You're constantly in a state of motion. Whereas, say, someone like, and I'm just throwing his name out there because I'm thinking of him right now. Didi Gregorius from the Yankees is out there, and he's standing. And then the ball gets hit, he moves a little bit. If it's hit to him, he moves a lot. If it's a double play ball, he moves a lot. But if that ball's rifled out into left and Gardner's underneath it camped, Didi Gregorius isn't moving. Dustin Pejoria is not moving if that ball gets whacked to Jackie Bradley Jr. No. He turns around. He looks. Well, it looks like he's got it. I'm going to turn back around here. Yeah, it I'm going to take the ball in. I'm going to throw it around the horn, and we're going to yep. be done with it. Football players, it's it's burst. Those plays last anywhere from 20 seconds to 60 seconds to like we talked about before, depending if you break that 55-yard run or the touchdown 80-yard run. 20 to 30 seconds. You're done. You got a minute rest. You go back at it. There's that rest period in between. Baseball is all rest period. For the most part. 90% rest period. For the most part. What in the world is that as I get a picture? Chris
1: Burns, Big Sloppy says you're an idiot.
0: <laughs> I got to get a picture.
1: You have no idea what you're talking about. You have never played baseball professional level in your whole life. No, I haven't. You
0: are dumb. Does Xbox count? Sometimes I play Xbox. I figured you would. But you are dumb. You have no idea what you're talking about.
1: Baseball is, is like, uh, very, very, very tiring.
0: When was the last time you played nine innings, David? Oh. Played on a position. Because I have the stats. We... Dave? Uh, Dave? Speechless. No. Dave? Yep. Dave? Yeah. When was the last time you played a nine-inning game? Never. All right. Fair enough. You may sit down. I'm going There's to go some, get my mango salsa. Why don't you go upstairs and bring me a beer with that mango salsa, you Shrek-looking asshole? I, you know, I, I, that's a good fit. He knows I love David Ortiz, but when Manny Ramirez was there, it was Shrek and Donkey. They looked they looked exactly like. Hockey players, going back to your point, get their bell rung. They get slammed into the boards. Every minute. How many concussions do you think are happening on that ice? And they continue play almost every game. Almost
4: e- and it happens a lot.
0: I remember it's. watching the game. It was the playoff game with the Bruins and the Lightning where the guy got his spine hurt. I think it was a, a broken uh, lower lumbar. I can't remember if that's L, L3, L L4. It, yeah. Somewhere he the, he yeah. was fighting for the puck. I think it was Char that came up. And whether he did it on purpose or not is not for me to decide. I think it was purpose. It's a hockey game. He's got the stick. He's going for the puck, but he throws that little hip. How do you stop it, Robert? Was it Luongo? I don't Uh. know. I, I, I know his first name was Robert. And he goes head first. Sorry for not being at the microphone. Head first, spine compresses, L7. I think it was not L7, that's a band. L3 has a crack in it now. He's out for the rest of the playoffs. He came back, what was it, five months later and opened the season for Tampa Bay. But he rested. He got that, he got the bones squared away. Everything heals. He's back. But you watch some of those board hits, especially with a guy like Chara, who, is, who will target you. They're incredible. I, I don't know how these guys are supposed to stop
4: going that fast. I mean, I know they're supposed to, you know, if you see numbers, you, you, you kind of hold up. Yep. But when you're going that fast and you're in that intense moment, how do you stop hitting these guys? Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you, you're again, you're doing you, your job. You don't. You know, you, you, you can't. <laughs> you, and these you guys don't. are getting hefty fines for doing oh, it. Yeah. Which, you know, I know they make money, but it's just one of those things where you're just doing your job. What are you supposed to do? Um, Just like
1: What was it? Was it it two seasons ago? Tom Brady does that little skirt out. Starts to slide. The guy is already in tackling motion. Mm -hmm. He hits Tom Brady. Obviously, he's in the air. There's no way you're gonna stop this. You know what I'm saying? I, I I think it was one of the Jets. I think it was a Jet player because I, the Patriots Nation went apeshit about it. Ape they shit. always do. Ape shit. Oh, he should be fined. It should be four four weeks out. He intentionally hit him.
0: <clears throat> you can't stop momentum. When, when you were how, how, how do you? You can't. You, you can't.
1: There, there's no, there's no physical. If I'm a three hundred pound lineman, you can't way. stop.
0: I mean, I'm not exactly in the greatest of shape. I'm at 210 right now. But if I'm a 300-pound lineman and I am already coming after you, Mike, with the ball, and you're holding the flag over there, Frank, and I leave my feet, I have made my decision, I am going to tackle Mike, and I am already in the process, and you begin your slide maybe a half second to a second later, that's not a penalty. No. If I hit you helmet to helmet— that is a penalty. But if I'm already in motion.
1: Unintentional. Even if you are, you know what I'm saying? Because you, you could have been going for the dive, and as you're going
0: down. Incidental contact. Uh, uh, to me, and we've watched enough football together to know that you're already in motion. That's why they show the replay 17,000 times. Mm-hmm. So the loudmouth, loud mouth, drunken idiots go, that was intentional. Watch the replay. Yeah, exactly. already in motion. Exactly. Fuck that. No, is... watch the replay. Exactly. It was incidental contact. If he's aiming for the helmet and you see clearly that his body and some of those like that Brady hit, he wasn't aiming for the helmet. No. He was going for the breadbasket, the midsection, your center of gravity. I'm going to take him out. Brady starts to slide. Now they meet side helmet to side helmet. Well, it when he him. was
1: running, you could see Brady looking. He was like, oh, yeah. oh, oh,
0: shit. shit. I'm getting, yeah. I'm go, getting down, go down, go I down. Mean, is it coming to where the quarterback's going to
4: have to wear flags now? I, <laughs> I mean, right? got to, to that point two where you can't, you can't go to the knees. <laughs> yeah. You can't go to the head. I mean, when you're coming to three, like Chris said, 300 pounds.
0: Moving well, at a rate as, of like 30 miles as what an you hour. are supposed to do? Everybody
1: listening to this right now, hit pause and go do a little science project. <laughs> go to the beach and go about... 50, yeah, because some of you get tired, you're all lazy. Go about 25, go about 25 yards out, 20 yards, and go full bore towards the water. And as soon as you get towards the water, try and stop. You can't do it. See how many steps it takes you. Otherwise, you're going to plunge in the water, which is why I'm saying doing this in water, because if you try to do this outside, I'm going to have people falling out right? of the fucking place. <laughs> like
4: the Pokemon Go. And a lot of the. <laughs> falling off cliffs. I have a
0: special message for Pokemon at the end of the show. Um, we've, we've often talked about it. Somebody can look at someone, someone can look at the three of us and go, You couldn't kick my ass. You couldn't kick my ass. You could not kick my ass. You don't know that, but your pride won't allow you to believe it. Your pride won't allow you to believe that Frank could get up and kick your ass right now. Do I know if he could? No. Do I know if you could? No. I don't know. Could I kick your asses? Nobody knows. Nobody cares. I don't fucking care. But that's that pride. And you have that pride in you as a professional athlete where, oh, so I got my bell rung? Fuck it. So I got hockey players, race car drivers, football players. um, Basketball players are just as big a divas as... The Major League Baseball. Make the no thing mistake I will, about
1: it. The, the thing I will say about them is they're, they're a lot like hockey and they are moving. They have to constantly move. And when you got people, there are people out there that play 45 minutes out of that whole game. You know, um, LeBron James, mm-hmm. as much as you want to bash him,
0: he, he's a he, warrior. He he puts a... Full, not a Golden State warrior, right. but like an inside he, he oh, warrior. He puts a full in He uh, s- wants to get Michael Jordan's worries, you know, right.
4: goals. He wants, yeah. he wants to achieve what Michael Jordan is. And he's Jordan working his ass and, off and to do reason, it. And the reason... And the reason... That's the
1: funny thing is... I, that This is how much of a pussy society we are. When people compare him to Michael Jordan, they're not saying... He's better than Michael Jordan. They're not saying that he's worse than Michael Jordan. They're saying his work ethic and everything that he does reminds them of how Michael Jordan mm-hmm. was. Can now, you remember
0: anybody the last major concussion in basketball? Because I didn't look that up. Yeah. I mean, I know they take hits to the floor, but most of the time it's, I came over, Frank if stopped I, had ball, to guess, I touched his elbow, he threw a Days of Our Lives acting job, and I, I got had, the foul. If oh, I had slops, to guess, or, I, yeah. would, I,
1: would, I would say John Stockton. That I, I had to yeah, guess. Yeah,
0: physical player. <laughs> How many times in the 80s during the Celtics runs, and I, I don't know who you followed in basketball, probably the Celtics like we did. I
4: really, Bernsey, I'm not a big basketball fan, but Celtics, every Celtics of anything.
0: How many times did you see Kevin McHale or Larry Bird or, or Magic Johnson, when they're playing each other, the elbows and the, and the push, and they fall on the ground, they get back up and they run. Again, did they get a concussion? We don't know. Did they get their bell rung? Sometimes, yes, but they kept playing. Now, like we had just illustrated... I've got the ball. Frank comes up and, and, and starts that post and puts his hand on my chest. I flop like I just got a the job foul. on the young and the restless. He's catching the foul. Mm-hmm. What did he do, really? He, he set that post. But he touched me. Oh!
1: Well, that's why these fouls are so much now, because of the rules for the, yeah, for the concussions. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they're, they're really looking out for people. They don't need the endless hits. They don't need the hard hits and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. In basketball, yes, there's there's not a whole lot of it. Yes, bodies bodies can mash, and you can hit your head and stuff like that. And I'm sure I'm sure it happened. It's it's a whole other beast when we take, like we said, the generation from before where these concussions are just all the time, and they're not looking out for them. To now, we got a a damn movie with once again Will Smith mm-hmm. about concussions. I
0: haven't seen it yet, but I'm and looking forward to
1: it. I, exactly, but the, but the. But it is such an epidemic, and it's becoming such a problem that it's becoming on people's minds. It's becoming on things. My own son, for crying out loud, playing peewee football, um, got his bell rung bad. He wasn't even in the play. He wasn't like he was over here, and this kid just decided to block him. And he blocked him so hard. Alex wasn't looking. You know, Alex was just kind of like, doo, 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 and this fucking kid just leveled him. Mm. Gave him a concussion. Gave him a concussion. My kid, I was scared. I had to sit there and, and sit by him all night and watch him. Make sure, you know, he didn't vomit on himself. He was puking all the fucking time. It was scary. As a parent, it was scary as fucking hell. For weeks, he was like this. Weeks. He didn't want to go anywhere next to a football field.
0: Probably not. He was
1: terrified of that fucking football field. Now he's finally getting into it where he's, he's interested in maybe going back into it. We're talking four years That's how bad the incident scared him. And it scared me like it's this isn't a joke like this is this is your brain. Yeah, this is this is what makes you function. This is what gets you out of bed. This is what lets you breathe without you even thinking. Mm -hmm. This is your CPU, if you fucking will. This is everything that makes you you, your heart. That that's what gets your blood going. Right. That's that's
0: That's the battery.
1: Right, exactly. Your brain this is
0: your central is you. Unit.
1: That's you. That is everything that makes you you. You start messing with that and parts of you start falling apart. Oh yeah. And that's exactly where it is with this. I know
0: it's not a sport and it's gonna lead us up in ten minutes to our phone guest. You ever read Mick Foley's book? Dude,
1: first of all, I know where you're going with this. People are idiots when they say it's not a sport. It is. You have to
0: be an athlete.
1: We understand that these things are written out. Yeah. And and, and fuck you if you really don't think (laughs) that some of these other sports are written out, people. My fucking God. I've
0: said it for years. Vince McMahon runs the NFL. (laughs) They are. There's just, no way you can describe 55 no. year old no. Peyton Manning winning the fucking championship no. last year. This is my my dig on you right now. 55. I'm being generous oh. by six years. <laughs> I, I thought his, he, I love his new commercial by the way at the, at the, grocery, at the grocery, store? grocery store. Yeah, yeah. that's fantastic. Lionel Ritchie adds to that.
1: <laughs> but these guys, supreme athletes, throw their bodies around. Mm-hmm. First of all, you, not only do you have to trust the person that now is. It your body, I'm basically
0: putting my body in your hands.
1: Exactly, my entire career, my entire body is in my your life. hands. Every time you grab me and throw mm-hmm. me to the floor. Darren Drawsdoff,
0: anybody? Yeah, exactly. Former Bronco, paralyzed in the ring. Uh, Steve Austin, getting yep. dropped on Broken his fucking neck. on his
1: neck by fucking uh, Owen next? Hart, which Owen was H- mm-hmm. the, he was like besides bret hart he was like the excellence of execution as matter, nobody put a fucking sharpshooter on better than fucking owen. i liked owens better, i'm sorry right. he snapped that like brett would sit there and hold that shit for a second then flip it dude owen like that would have that slapped on you and you were like they are dude, athletes i learned how to do the sharpshooter by watching <laughs> bret i couldn't learn it by watching owen he did it too fucking nope. fast dude
0: Mick Foley in his book back in 1999 says, and this is, he still had, what, six, seven more years on his career? I've had more concussions than I can count. He's one of the lucky ones. He's one of the ones that still has all his faculties. He, he walks like a 90-year-old man. He talks like a 90-year-old man, but that's part of his shtick. He's been but,
1: hit with barbed wire. He's mm-hmm. been hit with a baseball bat. He's been bat. lit on fire. He's been lit on fire. He's been thrown off of a, a 60-foot fucking cage. He has landed on, I don't know, like 30,000 announcer booths. His hips have been shattered. His knees have been shattered. His Tens shoulder has been shattered. Thumb tacks. I mean, dude, he took a goddamn pedigree to the face with
0: thumbtacks. When he fell off the cage, didn't he have a tooth in his nose? That yeah. popped out, yeah. went through, went his, through lip his skin and, and went into his, his, his nose. nose. Oh. Dude. Cut his lip so bad he could stick his tongue through it. Yeah. They are athletes. Yes. But <laughs> that in that... That out of the way. <laughs> in, that, in, that, in that genre, it's shock factor. And then the shock factor is when you take the pipe... Or the chair shot, and you notice they've cut down on that. Now you can only go across the back. Yeah. Mick Foley was taking him full on forehead. Uh, Benoit was taking him full on forehead. Dude, I'm sure Gary, when we get him on the phone, oh, two chairs was two across chairs the skull, across
1: the skull. What the
0: fuck? I know your son is totally enamored with the professional wrestling. I know My this for a fact. My son
4: has two hundred wrestling figures that there you he go. plays religiously every day. And he mimics exactly what those guys do in the ring yep. all the time. I, I have a confession to make. I'm not a huge wrestling That's fan, fine. but I believe, like you said, Chris, those guys are athletes. Oh, of, of course, course, yeah. I mean, yeah. when you're throwing your body around the ring like that and you're taking those beatings like those guys do, if, if you don't think that they're athletes, you're an asshole. Mm-hmm. You're an asshole.
1: Yeah. I mean,
0: absolutely. it's it's
1: it's absolutely plain simple. Mm-hmm. Good call.
0: You can take and we'll go back because obviously the biggest concussion thing in the history of wrestling other than Mick is Chris Benoit. <laughs> Here's where we separate fantasy from reality. The report when they did his brain scan said his brain mimicked or looked like in the scan looked like. Remember this because I'm going to get to this in a minute. The brain of an eighty five year old with Alzheimer's disease. Mm-hmm. Now, this is where those sympathizers come in. How could he have done this? You can't hold Lex him Luth accountable. He had Lex the, Luger, I'm sorry. Lex Luger, yeah. He had the brain of an eighty five year old Alzheimer's. Let's 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 think about this. The morning that this all started with Chris Benoit back in two thousand. Okay, hold on, hold
1: on. Let's 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 really bring the people there. Ready? Yep. This is a moment with somebody with Alzheimer's. I have
0: Alzheimer's. Hi Mike, how are you? Hey, what's up, Squash? Do you like peanut butter? I love squirrels. What what's your, what's your birthday?
1: Um, You know, there was this one time when I was getting my ass kicked by this white guy because I'm a black man. And I, I called racism and then he shot me. But I'm dead now.
0: Oh, okay. Excellent. Now, <laughs> the morning, if you want to get real technical, the morning of the beginning of the tragedy, which happened over a three-day period, not only did Chris Benoit wake up. He called the offices and changed his travel arrangements. He drove downtown to see a friend and had breakfast. He then went to his doctor, a.k.a. his drug supplier, who is now doing Mm -hmm. 15 to 20 because of it. Drove back home, barbecued with his family. Now, my grandfather passed away at 79 years old, was in the beginning stages of the Alzheimer's. Unfortunately, an aneurysm killed him. It wasn't the Alzheimer's. I'm sitting having a conversation with this man. He was 79 years old. We're having a conversation just like the three of us are now. And at the end of the conversation, I get up to go home. I'm leaving my parents' house. They were up from Florida, my grandparents. And my granddad looks me dead in the eye and goes, you know what? You and my grandson would get along great. You remind me a lot of him. That's an old person with Alzheimer's. Mm -hmm. Chris Benoit could not have changed planes on his own. Chris Benoit could not have taken somebody else's life three days earlier in a ring somewhere in Georgia. Taken somebody's life in their hands and done the things that they do if he was an 85 year old with Alzheimer's. Chris Benoit couldn't wipe his own ass if he was an 85 year old guy with Alzheimer's disease. However, all those calcium deposits from all those concussions did contribute. It locks away part of your brain. Like you Mm -hmm. said, it takes away part of your brain. So, all the sympathizers, if you're one of those sympathizers and you're listening to me, read a fucking book. He did not have the 85 year old brain. He had the forty-year-old brain that he lived with. Did certain components get knocked loose because of all Absolutely. these concussions? Yes, indeed. That CTE is no joke. Mm-hmm. You, part of
1: listen when we said before, your brain is is your CPU. Mm-hmm. We fucking mean it. Your heart doesn't do shit for you but pump fucking blood. What runs your car? When the you,
0: battery or the engine.
1: The fucking engine. Exactly. Obviously. <laughs> but listen, your heart's the my battery. Your is brain's this. the engine. When you are standing over somebody and you are about to give them the death blow. Your heart doesn't step in and say, stop, stop. No, your it's your brain, fucking uh, brain, people. It's your goddamn brain. And if there's something wrong with your fucking brain, you're going to go through with that. And your your expression is going to be blank. There's, there's Your expression there's, is going to be like any other fucking day. Like you were eating a goddamn sandwich. You don't That's have how your to fucking be, expression would be. You
0: don't have to be Chris Benoit to kill somebody. O.J. Simpson probably... Had signs of CTE. Of course, in 1994, we don't know that.
1: But I'm not going to blame on that. On no, what of he course did. not. That was straight up rage. Of course. His, his woman was getting banged out by another dude, and he was fucking apeshit he was pissed. pissed, and oh, he yeah. fucking
0: murdered. <laughs> but you still had the sympathizers. Oh, OJ couldn't have done this. You no, had the sympathizers no. in 2007. Even to, to this day, Benoit couldn't have done this. No. Um, Jamal oh, God, Charles no. from the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah. CTE. He shoots the mother of his child, his girlfriend of X amount of years, then goes to the training camp. Andy Reid and an assistant coach, he's got the gun in his hand. Uh, you can't do it. You can't do it. It's not worth it. Turn yourself in. Turn yourself in. With Andy Reid and the assistant standing there, puts the gun against his head. papa, Goodbye, Jamal Charles. Yeah. Killing is killing. But you cannot you, – you can't use excuses. And you can use the CTE. Did it take away the compassionate component of his brain? We'll never know. Because obviously there was no note, there was no nothing. Wax his kid, wax his wife, wax himself. You you can't rest. I don't on even this know if one. he knew that
1: that was his wife and kid.
0: Exactly. Right.
1: He he could have been going through some fucking experience. Maybe he fucking uh, right. And he starts looking around. All of a sudden, they look like
0: demons. I'll, ne- I'll never I'll never take away that the concussions multiple. And if you ever watched Chris Benoit, he wasn't the, his fucking move was a flying headbutt. People and he didn't protect himself. A Watch it. He flying went headbutt. pancake. No, he definitely. Uh, well, who was the, who, there? Were a couple others. Uh, Bigelow was one, and Harley Race was another. And they would come off, and they'd put their hand out, and as they like, Come this. down. They would protect like themselves they're, they're, with their forearm yes. when they hit the mat. Chris Benoit went full pancake.
1: Yeah, always did. And always once did. your
0: head bounces, gung, gung, and I'll, gung, gung, I'll tell you what, three hundred nights a year, gung. gung, gung I was gung, gung. a
1: huge watcher of WCW. Huge. I would I would record literally record Raw, and I would watch WCW. And sometimes I'd miss Raw because I couldn't you know watch it, right. but I would always catch WCW during that that nineties period. Yeah. And dude, he must have tagged off of Raven. Like, literally, head, head, to head to head. And when he got when he got hit, he just sat there and kind of flopped. These other motherfuckers are like, oh, mm-hmm. you stupid fucker. You could see that oh. they were pissed. Like, yeah. you could tell. Like, you stupid fuck. Like, <laughs> But but they sold it. Do you know oh, what yeah. I'm mean? saying? Because it was so fucking real. The
0: theater was amazing. It was. You walk. you're sitting in your couch. I'm sitting in my couch. Whoever's watching goes, oh. No, you're like, Holy shit! I went to uh, a show uh, about a year before he died. I was still active watching, and he was in a cage at Mohegan Sun Arena. I can't remember who the opponent was. And he did it from the top of the cage. Did he Hell protect yeah. himself on the way down? Nope. Full pancake. Starfish on the way down. Or no, he did it. He did it the straight leg. Gimmick. Yeah. So he looked like, here yeah. comes so the YMCA a- logo 15 feet onto the mat. Full pancake, gugunk. Whether or not he was gentle with the guy on the bottom, I do not know. But what I do know is you cannot, you can't, you can't drop a basketball from fifteen feet and watch it not go gugunk. Your brain's taking a beat, mm-hmm. taking a beat.
1: Yeah. And he did that. Fuck the uh, the elimination chamber. He was flying all over. He must have did like fucking three diving mm-hmm. headbutts. Come on, man.
0: He, he's just. There's going to be some severe injuries. Absolutely, there. especially like
1: I said, you do something like that. It's. You can see the- when your move involves your fucking head.
0: <laughs> yeah, and you can see the change in the product now. Thank you for drawing me back in because now I can't get away. <laughs> I'm a- every Monday and every Tuesday. Told you, man, it's immortal knows it, it
1: takes for a little bit there. They were really they were kind of uh, you know they needed a little. I'm push. glad I missed that. Needed but, a little push, but here, here's better.
4: a real quick thing. Getting back to racing, Uh real quick. Um Do you think that these g-forces that these drivers are experiencing are affecting their brain oh without question yeah
0: is it is it when you let me ask you, constant oh yeah absolutely you drive on the highway and you're doing say 65 if you're a conscientious conscientious person not drive like mike you're doing 65 (laughs) on the highway and maybe you're having a little fun or you're trying to get around a truck and you gun it and what's the first thing you feel that g-force pulling you back that uh, just that that, that pull, that is from 65 to 85. Mm-hmm. Now go from 55 pit road speed up to 75 on a track like, say, Indianapolis, which is the pace car speed. That green flag drops 75 to a buck 10 just getting into the corner, and that's within a half mile. Yeah. Top speed there is like what, 160, 170? Depending on yeah. the back stretch, you can hit 190. And now you have to get it back to 110 to navigate that 90 For how many return. hours? Three hours easily. Minimally, times thirty-six races. Yep. Oh, exactly. and each, each each race is easily anywhere between 200, 300 laps, depending on the size of the track. <clears throat> Bristol, which is in a couple weeks, little half mile track. They're going to do five hundred laps, bending it down the front stretch, bringing it back, maybe a buck fifty down the front stretch, seventy five in the corners. Change, 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 yep. change. Do you hear how my voice well, how is about changing? Sonoma? Sonoma's eleven I mean, turns. You're doing gun it. Stop. So we Turn. got gun it. down to thirty About a miles minute an before
1: hour. Uh, Pitbull calls up here. We're gonna call Pitbull. Let me uh, let me just ask you this. Go ahead. You ever had a concussion? Yeah. Have you ever had a concussion? I believe so. I I've had one obviously. The migraines, everything else that you get with it. I'll tell you what. I've never I've never actually felt a migraine before before I had a concussion and the light hits your eyes your your brain literally feels like it's fucking melting it's it's insane this is it's not something that you can hide right oh absolutely no it, it's, it's, you can't hide it you you know there's something wrong with your fucking head oh
4: yeah and you even know it. even you if feel i it,
0: you but people around
4: you are going to know well, that you're yeah, the right because cut.
0: i remember i, mean, I remember having my thing. concussion and people would just look at this i felt fine
1: and yeah, I'm gonna how are you going to know? You don't
0: know. I felt.
1: Because your brain is sending fine. you false signals. Exactly. Your brain is sending you a signal. You're still okay, dude. But the people who right. looked
0: at me Knew saw glassy eyes, ashen yes. Yes. face, just like this. I don't know how to put it. Um, Bill Clinton looking at the balloons at the DNC oh. last, last week. i watching Monica Lewinsky. Uh, I mean, you know, it's. it's... Uh, <laughs> yeah. And they go, Chris, are you okay? Oh, yeah, I'm good. Yeah, I'm I love good. the balloons. I'm, I'm good. good. Look at the birdie. They're so blue. Fucking pretty birdie. He's a, he's a but burglar. you felt. I felt fine. But people knew, and I've all. I have only had one recorded concussion. I felt like a million bucks. My face, my body language, my speech told another story.
1: Exactly, exactly. And like we said, when you affect part of your brain, your brain makes up for it. Yeah. So let's give. Uh, let's give our give buddy Pitbull uh, a call. Give Pitbull here a call, and uh, we'll keep up on the. Uh... I need a beer. So, the... so do I. <laughs> The thing, the thing, the biggest thing right now with the the whole concussion talk is, we really do believe that Dale Earnhardt Jr. has a very, very serious concussion.
0: Oh, agreed. You don't Without miss. Question. You don't miss all this time, even from oh, when I had my concussion. Again, I'm gonna I'm gonna hit this button in just a second. I missed two weeks of work, but I was doing I was doing like construction prep. But uh, I was in high school. You can't run a happened. forklift. You can't do all these things with a concussion. I couldn't drive. I had to get rides to work. I, I remember I couldn't, with do a concussion. A, I
1: couldn't do school work. I remember that. I yeah. couldn't I couldn't focus on that.
0: So all I'm doing is driving a forklift at the time. You talk about Dale Earnhardt Jr. Like Frank just brought up. You have the G forces. You have the head rattle. Watch the in-car cameras you have, when they show You have up. the
1: worry that it's already in your family's oh, yeah. fucking history, the, and every time you fucking crash, is this oh, yeah. my last fucking crash? No. No. Yeah. Let's, this let's this go. Hit?
0: Let's go just a little before I hit this button. Watch the in-car camera. Even Watkins was it uh, Watkins Glen this weekend. <laughs> they look like a bobblehead. dog. Kind of shaking? Oh yeah. And they could be just on the on the backstretch at Daytona, which is nearly a mile long. And it, because those cars are not built like a passenger car, it's fiberglass and steel. Yeah, it, it's there's nothing inside but you and the seat and a couple components. The engine is the heaviest thing in the car. Unless you're Jimmy Spencer, then you're the heaviest thing in the car. It's not built for you to be stable. You could drive 100 miles an hour in your little Audi mobile out there and you're as stable as the day is long. It's like you're sitting in your recliner. Mm -hmm. You can drive in your truck out of here, 100 miles an hour. You're as stable as the day is long. That car is not built for you for comfort. It's built for speed. And your head is going to do one of these numbers throughout. Mm -hmm. So let's get an actual professional athlete on the line. And, Frank, feel free to chime in, as you will, because that's what we do here on the fantastic, world-famous and Jabarni Show. And as soon as this will... We can just talk amongst ourselves. Jesus Christ, what's going on with my phone? <laughs> I'd like to thank the wonderful folks at Sprint for fucking me over. No, they always do
1: that. And, and you want me to go to this network? What you do the see that the,
0: uh, the Verizon guy switched the I love you know? that. That is <laughs> can hilarious. You, can you hear me now? Killing me. Well, I can't hear Gary because I can't right get him now. on the freaking phone. I know, phone. right? It's not even freaking ringing. Maybe I'll we'll have to call him from Mike. So, Oh, here we go. Bella, Ladies and gentlemen, I introduce to you... Our two time former guest and now he's here for the third time, Pitbull Gary Wolf. Gary, how you doing today? Pitbull. You with us? Pitbull? Hey, how you Not too bad. I'm gonna move a little closer to this so we can actually hear each other. I got you loud and clear. How's it sound?
3: How do I sound on my end? You sound, sound fantastic. Thank you. Um
0: for those that don't know, and Frank might be one of them, we have an in house guest here. Um Pitbull number one, Gary Wolf, was with the fantastic tag team, the Pitbulls throughout the nineties and most part of the 2000s
1: he was the only gentleman to bring us the whole way for three hours straight (laughs) (laughs) that
0: was a fun day the ecw style was wicked hard hitting and i know just by watching the product and watching you for all these years you've taken your fair share of flat headshots with a chair we're we're talking Uh. about concussions here and i want to know i i know you've probably had your bell rung more than once
3: well, here's how it goes, guys. Back then, WF. We got you. I mean, there wasn't doctors on hand to turn around and say to you, you know, Pitbull or Gary Wolf, listen, you got gush him. You know, in 1996, <clears throat> I mean, I broke my neck, okay, in the ring. Okay, now, for me to break my neck, nobody even... You know, they gave me a CAT scan just to look at my spine to see where I broke it. But nine times out of ten, for me to break my neck, I had to have had a a concussion. You know, I was never diagnosed with a concussion, but they never checked. Just like the guys in ECW that would take chair shots. I mean, my partner especially. He was an animal when it came to chair shots. I mean, but the majority of the guys in ECW, I mean, we were hitting each other with chairs like... One solid hit with a chair nowadays, you've got a concussion. There's no question about Agreed. Agreed. it. Especially, yeah, you know, and Especially the guys who already had them. Because the way I'm starting to realize is once you've had a concussion and you've gotten multiple concussions, it's very easy to get another concussion with no problem.
1: Absolutely. We brought that up earlier. Absolutely.
3: You know, and the way I look at it, you know, by them not having the doctors, they wanting us to do these crazy stuff and getting chair shots and just, just the bumps alone. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like the suplexes, the super bombs through tables. I mean, that alone could give you a, a, a definitely one, like a concussion. Oh, yeah. And what it comes down to is the way I look at it, guys like me, I'm 49. You know, there's guys that are in their 50s. And they're realizing now we got brain damage. Oh yeah, you know. It comes down to, I walk in my room, my kitchen sometimes, going in there to get an item, and once I'm in the kitchen, I don't I'm there to
0: get. Going back to that, and again, we you brought up your broken neck. You might you more than likely had a concussion. The super bombs through the tables. You've probably been around more than one guy in those ECW locker rooms who took those flat chair shots to the head, who walked around in a daze. Vicious, if not for one day, for a week, starry-eyed.
3: My partner was taking so many chair shots to the head, I had to pull him aside and say, "What are you doing?" Now. Well, you know, the office wants me to take scare shots. It's part of my gimmick. It's making me look stronger.
0: Uh-oh. Oh, we lost Gary. Let's try that again.
1: You have to... It's, you know, it's funny. It's... Here,
0: he's. I'm calling him again. Go ahead.
1: It's 2. funny. He, you know, he, he he brings it up. as it's part of his gimmick. He brings up the tough guy thing again. You know what I'm saying? How how like, Just we, like football, we we're talking about it earlier, right? That's what you there's, gotta there's, do. There's there's tough guys, and there's this there's this this mention, this notion that, dude, if I take 15 chair shots, I'm gonna get this fucking look. Of, I'm
0: gonna look strong. I'm gonna the office is gonna use me in a better life. And unfortunately,
1: light. what Pitbull's with us now. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I, as harsh as it sounds, he did, no,
0: he did talk about Anthony when we had him on for three hours about how. All of those things contributed to his. Death. And
1: it's and it's also this is it's it's awesome because I, I I love having him on here as far as that because he does he gets he gives us obviously being a professional wrestler for years years I mean he's he's formed a career out of mm-hmm. this for crying out loud to to hear him acknowledge everything that we were just talking about this whole show mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying the whole show you can hear him okay when you take a power bomb when you take a super bomb. This all these effects are going on right through your brain.
0: Sorry about that, Gary. The Sprint Network that's my phone. Yeah, brain. I don't know if it was well, I don't know if my phone or your connection. You I'm actually not, sound a really
1: good. Does it sound better on speaker? You actually sound pretty good right yeah, now. Yeah, you sound clean.
0: Um, you were before the call got cut off, you were saying about Anthony. Well, the chair shots that's what the office wants, it makes me look strong. I'm sure a lot of guys. I remember watching uh Raven and Tommy, Tommy Dreamer for those of you who are listening. Taking those chair shots and bending the chair, and it goes over their neck. Those were some hard hits. Did you ever see Raven Ah. or Dreamer walking around starry-eyed and just, like, completely confused?
1: And before you answer that, Gary, just let me ask you one more thing to add on to that. Did they offer him anything else for being quote unquote this tough guy? Did they turn around and say, hey, by the way, if you take five chair shots tonight, we're gonna throw an extra two hundred bucks in your pocket? Or was it just straight up, hey, you gotta be a tough guy because this is your image, take this fucking chair shot?
5: If he well yeah, the first question, yeah, I used I was with Raven every day. I mean we would go to the gym and then Uh, With Tommy, you know, of course, I was with him on the weekends while we were working. We were good friends then. But, yeah, I could definitely see in their eyes. I mean, it was obvious, especially my partner. That's when I got concerned. Mm -hmm. And then as far as the other question you were saying, which can you repeat that one more time?
1: It was was essentially just saying, you know, for, for him to show his badassery, for him to be taking these chair shots every day, what do they offer him? Did they just say take these chair shots because that's part of your contract? Or did they say, hey, if you take an extra chair shot today, we're going to throw an extra 200 bucks in your pocket?
5: Never offered us any
1: Yeah, so it was just part of the image. It was because you're this big, tough guy, you have to take these chair shots.
3: Uh, if you were in an angle and...
5: Uh-oh,
0: we're losing you, Gary. Uh, I know personally, my partner, like I said... You know, and he's not even
5: with us right now. Right. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, we, we just my brain is. Me- I mean, for for you to me, for you to ask me that question, and I forgot that question that quick. What do you tell? What does that tell you? Right. You right. Right. right.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And I definitely I mean, appreciate like I I said, that.
5: I feel I'm starting just like I. I mean, personally, I mean, between you and me, and you know, I've. I've been in. I've had concussions. I'm sure I've had. I didn't. I was never diagnosed, but I'm sure I had them. You know, everybody had them. And I,
1: I can look at your off. career and I can actually personally probably say about five that you had concussions. I could probably pinpoint when you had the concussion when it happened to you. I guarantee it.
0: And we lost them again. Let's try. Let's see if we no. can. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna try to get them again.
1: Here, I got. I got. I actually have Verizon. All right. You, maybe that'll work. Why don't you just do.
0: Because one thing I want to bring up to Gary when we get him back on the line is he's a huge Steelers fan. And Jack Lambert came out a couple years ago, and he was the spearhead of the whole concussion lawsuit against the NFL. You mimic your heroes. You really do. I mean, heck, as a kid, I remember playing, playing youth sports and wanting to be Thurman Munson. Sure. It's as simple as that. You mimic your heroes. Exactly. Let's see if we can't get Gary back. He, he's really bringing up some great points.
1: Well, especially like I said, he he doesn't even know if he had one, right? You know that. Didn't even
0: know your last question that you asked,
1: hey, I mean, and that and that he's... just goes. In... Sorry about
0: that guy. No problem. Is that your, hey, is that your phone?
1: Can you hear me now? It's Verizon. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was my phone. The Sprint network kind of is uh, bending me over. Oh, God. Yeah,
1: you know, I know. No, we were just feeding right into it. Thank you. You're bringing up some fucking fantastic points, but we kept losing you, so carry on, my friend. Carry on.
3: Yeah, uh, I answered the question about seeing Dreamer and Raven because, like I said, they took some incredible chair shots. Got to remember Sandman. Oh, I mean, the oh, majority yeah. of every guy Tendo's in ECW... The that was part of our business. Hell yeah. You know, if I'm in the ring and I happen to grab a chair, you're getting it. You know what I mean? That's how we did it. But nobody knew that. But now it's even coming, starting to affect our bodies. No. And people didn't realize, you know, watching New Jack come off a scaffold, what, 20 feet in the air, 25 feet in the air? Danbury, Connecticut. You know I, mean? I
0: was there. I was five feet from the Hardy that scaffold. Boys.
1: The Hardy Boys jumping. Yeah. I mean, how freaking is Shane McMahon jumping off a
0: Titantron? You want to go back to ECW real quick? I'll I'll give you two yeah, that can, listen, can't. Listen. Go ahead, go ahead, Gary. There's a big
3: difference. There's a big difference between that Shane McMahon jump and our jump. You see what I'm saying? Uh, no, you no, absolutely.
1: I'm not trying to take away from yeah. you guys' jump. What I'm saying is, like, like you guys are trained. You are you you you're kind of built up for this just a little bit. If, if one of us, like say if, if me or fucking Jabroni just decide to be a fucking ass clown and go jump off the goddamn Titan Tron, we're going to walk away with a, a probably a broken leg, maybe a fucking fucked up shoulder because we're not going to know how to land. Uh, we probably will have a concussion. We'll probably fucked up one of our fucking hips or some stupid shit like that. And that's my point when I was saying earlier how they were, turn, you know, t- turning into pit bull number two and saying, hey, you're going to take this chair shot. You're going to take this chair shot. We're not going to give you anything extra for it because it's part of your image. You see what I'm saying? Like, just because you guys have this tough guy image, it sticks with you. And And because of that, your body went through all this fucking hell
3: if you realize it, you'll see chair shots no more. WWF, exactly. That's and if exactly you do, we We were just up.
0: talking about that earlier. If you do, it's now flat against the back. They're not taking them to the head.
3: Absolutely not. No headshots. Exactly. Absolutely
1: not. I mean, the biggest one yeah. of the other things we said was a concerto from freaking Edge and Christian when they were bashing people in their fucking skulls with two fucking chairs. Really, guys? Come on. <laughs> what the fuck you think's going to happen? No, and yeah, you
3: know, listen. The problem is. You know, it happened a long time ago, but he, Vince McMahon, is still responsible. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. You are absolutely 100%
1: correct, sir. Fucking hell, yes.
3: It doesn't matter when it happened. It doesn't matter what company happened for. Vince McMahon bought WCW. Vince McMahon bought ECW. They're still showing me, number one, plus other people that I know that are on the network that I don't even get a check. You know, you can't send me a check a week. You're making multi-millions dollars exactly. you know, on that network. I can't get a check. Okay. But in the meantime, I got brain damage. Right. Okay. I broke my neck in ECW. You don't think I had lawyers coming to my room and begging me? Please. They're like, this is it. We'll get you $5 million. They broke your neck.
2: Yeah. You know yeah. what I
3: mean? I didn't want to do that. I'm, not that. I'm not that kind of person. My first question was was to my doctor, when can I get back in the ring? And I'm sitting there with a broken neck.
2: Yes, you exactly. Know, he looked
3: at me like I was crazy, but he told me. He goes, oh, it's a broken bone just like anything else. He goes, give it six months. I gave it eight. You know, I didn't, I could have owned ECW. I could have been set for life. You know, when you got 10 lawyers begging you to take the case, I'm like, no, I'm not doing that. Some of these guys wouldn't be working today if I did. It. You so- know, so I'm not going to do that. And now I even brought back and went back eight months later with one of the biggest angles in ECW history. And I can't get no respect I can't get a phone call for a fucking autograph sign. I can't do a seminar. I own three of my own schools. Some of my, my students have been to Japan before half the fucking roster in WWF right now. You know, so don't tell me that I don't deserve anything. I should have been a prick back then. You know, but I love the business. I came back. You know, when, when I went to back to that locker room, you know, guys were hanging their jackets their gimmicks on my fucking halo. I'm walking around. You know what I'm saying to break the ice. Yeah. Paul Heyman was in shock, you know. But they didn't. I said that's when they realized. Wait a minute, you know. We're we're going so fucking out of our minds and pushing these guys that when I got hit with that move, my man that hit me, Shane Douglas, he already got knocked out two times during that match.
0: Legitimately, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, exactly. You know
3: what I mean. So he put him through that kind of a match, expecting me to do a run-in, take a bump that was done wrong and incorrectly. Because if I if it was correctly done, I would have never even had to use my knees or my arm.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: You yeah. know, you lay flat on your belly, it's fine. But my head was jammed down by an elbow. Shit happens. But no. like I said. I could have took over that company. I that company owned it, you know. But I'm not like that, you know. and Like I said, my partner died, you know. So yeah, I took a couple of years off. But you're going to tell me that I'm not a good worker when I was when I was I was under the tutelage of Cowboy Bob Orton, George Scott, Paul Jones, Ricky Steamboat, the British Bulldogs, the Tiger Mask, Ultimo Dragon. I mean, I could just keep going. The Samoans, the Guerreros, Rey Mysterio. When I had me and my partner had his first match in America, you know, so we've been there and done it. It's just that now, you know, they're going to use my likeness. They're going to use my stuff I did for ECW on TV to get it over for them to make money and not
0: give me anything. Uh, To me, to me, Gary, it's not only your image. But it's the damage that was inflicted that was part of the image that they're using to make money. And uh, this is going to go into a question I have. It's in two parts, and one is personal, one is just I wanted to hear your thought on it. They're using your image, your work, the the things that you did, the damage that you took. They're making money, and they're not paying you. I'm sure there's got to be some sort of likeness fee that should be paid. The fact that it's not being paid kind of speaks to the scummery. Can I use that word scummery Scummery's of Vin- of Vince McMahon? You're a big Pittsburgh Steelers fan. Some some months ago, oh. I it was a, some months ago some years ago, Jack Lambert was the guy that spearheaded the concussion lawsuits against the NFL. As a lifelong Steelers fan, I'm I'm a guy that says you emulate your heroes. I played baseball. I wanted to be Thurman Munson. With the exception of the plane, I wanted to be Thurman Munson. Um Guys go out there, they want to be John Elway. They want to be Jack Lambert. Did that tough guy image that you watched growing up of Jack Lambert work into how you handled yourself?
3: Well, it's very surprising you mentioned that. Jack Lambert is my man.
0: I figured he would uh, be. He was
3: my... I have Jack Lambert's original jersey made by Nike, okay, when they were under Nike, not Reebok. Okay, signed by Jack Lambert. That was one of my favorite football players. And when I played football and when I wrestled, Nike I used that attitude, deal. you know, that I'm going to rip you apart. I'm going to beat your ass. And that was my attitude. I was, and when I played ball, yeah, I picked up a handful of dirt and threw it in your eyes before I hit you because that's what Jack Lambert did.
1: Now my, going right back to what we said
0: exactly, and I didn't listen, image.
3: and I didn't even know that Jack Lambert went up and did that for the guys with the cushions. That's the first time I heard that. Oh yeah, no he's, su-
0: he's suffering pretty bad right now, and he was the guy. Look, I'm not even a Steelers fan. I was maybe single digits in the '70s, but I saw Jack Lambert, and that was the epitome of toughness. Didn't matter who you rooted for, you knew Jack Lambert was a man's man.
3: All you got to do is watch NFL tapes, and you see what he does to people when he hits them. It's, uh, they didn't call him the white ghost for nothing, put it that way.
0: So my second question is, just recently, um, Joe Laurinaitis, Paul Orndorf and, and Snuka are suing the WWF over concussions. Two-part question, um, could you have joined that lawsuit being that WWE owns the rights to ECW? And second, do you think they'll win?
3: Number one, absolutely, I should be a part of it, because number one reason is I'm on his network. He's showing the stuff he purchased. I got injured doing them things, so and he's making money and profiting on it. I'm not making a dime, and I'm sitting here, and I'm sure I have brain damage. I guarantee I do. I know I do, but yeah, definitely I should be a part of it, and- Like I said, guys, I mean, you hear me, the second question, I'm sorry.
0: Do you think that Joe, Paul Arndorf, Snuka, those guys, do you think they have a shot? Do you think they're going to win?
3: Yeah, because just like I said before, they didn't have any kind of concussion protocol in the back of that locker room. And I was in that locker room in 1988, so believe me, I know. They had other priorities they were interested in back in them days. The last thing they thought about was us getting concussions. Now, by them being and doing that and being that irresponsible for so long, okay, and now all of a sudden they have them in there, okay, that means to me that they should have had them in there back then. You're just a dollar, you know, you're a day late and a dollar short, Vince McMahon. And what happens is now... What he did to them guys, having them do what they had to do. You know, I'll give you an example. Owen Hart, okay, great friend of mine. He got me in Japan, helped me start going to Japan, and thank God for him and Vader and Bigelow and the guys, you know, Brian Blair. You know, we wouldn't have known crap going to Japan when we were younger. But he helped us out, you know. And look at this big man. I want you to fly from the rafters in Kansas City and jump on the top turnbuckle, okay. He didn't want to do that. Owen did not want to do that. You know, more or less, they said, you're going to do it or you're going to get fired. He had to do it. You know, when he got up there, the rigger crew was amateurs. They weren't legitimate guys. You know, so of course he got nervous. You know what I mean? It shit happened. He died. Now, was Vince McMahon, was, was he responsible for that? fucking Absolutely. It comes with the program. It's his show. Hey, listen, of listen. Of I'm gonna
1: I'm gonna play devil's advocate here real quick. And can I just say, what about Mr. Ted Turner? Are, are, are we just gonna well, let him I'm, skate okay, by? Let
3: me just say, listen. I want to interrupt you, but let me just say something real quick. Also, when this bought
1: ECW, WCW. Yeah, he bought
5: the problems too.
1: Absolutely. Okay? No, I agree with that. When you when you marry somebody. You're taking the problems of your present marriage and your past marriage and their past marriages and everything else that they have, and you're combining it into a new family. I 100% agree with you. However, it doesn't leave the fact that somebody else should be held accountable, too. Ted Turner was the head of WCW for, what, years? So now we're just going to let this motherfucker sit down there and not take any blame, and we're going to throw it all on Vince McMahon? Like I said... I am. I am just playing devil's advocate here. I am one of the one people at this table who hates Vince McMahon. I think he's one of the biggest pieces of shit in the world. However, there are more people that need to be held accountable besides just Vince McMahon. And I believe Ted Turner is one of these motherfuckers. Sorry.
3: Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, if, if you're going to start naming names, you know, you got Russo, you got Bischoff.
1: You got Paul Heyman. Well, those guys were all underneath Ted Turner. Ted Turner was paying those motherfuckers. Ted Turner was signing. No, now Vince is. Absolutely. And that's what I'm saying. I don't disagree. Like we said earlier, it's a marriage. When you say if me and you get married tomorrow, Jabroni, all my problems are your problems. All your problems are now my problems. And I agree with that. When Vince McMahon bought WCW and he inherited ECW, the problems. you inherited the problems and you inherited everything else around that. However, it does not... Hold the rest of these people unaccountable. It does not mean that you can just sit there and point your finger at one motherfucker when this guy held this fucking network for eight years. And not to mention, he was out there on that fucking camera saying, here we are beating WWF. Look at us go.
0: Where are you now, Ted? Where the fuck are you now? I see your point. I, I get your point and I agree with your point. I, I think what Gary's saying and what, what I believe, too, is like you said, when, when you acquire a company, you acquire its problems. Absolutely. We'll go back to Gary's point earlier. Should Gary be getting a check for his likeness being run on the network? Absolutely. absolutely. If Gary wanted to join the lawsuit and reap the benefit, absolutely. absolutely. But. Like Gary said, you have names like Russo, Bischoff, who worked under these names. Russo worked for both companies. Don't forget, Bischoff who cut, for their, paycheck. Who McMahon cut Ted Turner, their paycheck? and Turner. Absolutely. But you could go back further. You could go back to Fritz von Erich, who unfortunately is not with us anymore. You could go back to Eddie Graham. You could go back to all these guys who put these guys through the ringer and paid them peanuts to put their body they on the line. They both
1: said it himself. You do your job or you get fucking fired. Bingo. That's how it that is, was dude. The, that was the culture. That's exactly how I think the it,
0: fuck it is. I think it's still the culture. Um, not that I think he's a great worker, but Gary brought him up in the first interview as Ryback. Ryback just got released from his contract two days yeah. ago. Put up a video saying, hey, I'm free. Thank you to WWE. I think he should be saying, fuck you to WWE. I no, think that, they, was,
1: that was a smart business move. Agreed. You don't want to be pissing in Vince McMahon's face right now. Because then you won't, yeah. Look at what's going on right now. Vince McMahon is a shady motherfucker. Always has been. Will always be. He, in, he inherited this company from his father, what he did with this company—I'm not trying to take away. I am not. He is a shrewd businessman, but with shrewd businessmen, you get fallout. Gary Pitbull number one, Pitbull number two, Anthony—he's another one. All these people that fell through the fucking cracks.
0: Rock or rock, Johnny Grunge, you Raven, Sandman—you could, keep it, you uh, could Sandman. keep it going.
1: You could keep it going. The point Louis of Spicoli. this being is. We need to get these people, past and present, held accountable for the bodies and the minds and the tolls of the fucking shit that's going on right now. It's not just one. It's not just two. It's a handful of fucking people that need to be, it needs to be fucking acknowledged and these people need to be taken care of. They entertained us for years and pitbull when you said earlier, you said that they don't respect you, yes the company doesn't respect you, we do the fans do, the fans watch the shit that you do, they, they appreciate everything you did if we didn't have the chair matches and the table matches and all the fucking shit that you guys bled your heart and fucking soul into, we wouldn't have a fucking Wrestlemania right now as bad as it was this year, we wouldn't have a present Wrestlemania coming up who knows how bad that one's gonna be but if it wasn't for you guys and the concussions that you guys took and all the fucking Bullshit that you guys went through, we would not have the fucking shit that we have right fucking now.
3: You're absolutely right. We changed wrestling to the when the era was the Attitude Era. They had to do it because after watching ECW and then WCW no started getting into it, you know, WS said, "Wait a minute, these guys are working lazy. We got to step it up," you know, exactly. and they would do their crazy books. I'm friends with Shane McMahon. He's a good. I mean, I I have no problem with Shane. He was always nice to me. You know, I me and Raven took him to his first strip club. You know, <laughs> when he was a kid. When he was a kid. You know what I mean? When he was a kid, it's cool. You know, no big deal. But you know, when Shane would take them crazy bumps, which took a hell of a lot of balls, and I and Shane with Cactus Jack and other guys, I mean, they were being they were hitting like like pads. I mean, these were set up by stuntmen, you know, so they look amazing, and you had to have the balls to come off that high, but believe me, you weren't hitting a table and then concrete like ECW was. You're hitting a pad, you know, so it's a different story when it comes down to that, you know, except for look look at Cactus Jack, his tooth went right out of his mouth and in his nose and out of his nose. We brought brought that up up earlier
1: too, yep. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, I mean,
3: so, you know, but what it comes down to is, like you said, you know, I personally think Ryback would be making, I don't know why Vince got rid of him. I mean, I don't know. It, they put so much money into trying to get him over, and then finally he starts getting over, and they get rid of him. So I don't really know the situation of that. But
2: what it comes down
3: to is like this. You know, I'm on television, the pit bulls are on television, they're getting paid ten bucks from every person that watches it. They're bragging how much of millions and millions of dollars they're making. And you know, okay, you know, you're making money off of us, but you know, it takes me to have brain damage, it takes my friend, my brother, to die, okay, over it, and leave him with two kids. He has a daughter and a son, okay? His father went through living hell. You know, why can't Vince McMahon just send him a check? Send his kids a check. Hey, this is how much money I'm making. You know, I should get a percentage just like everybody else on that network. And I, they should be, getting, I they did. should be getting a percentage. You know, my boy, he's got two kids. He left. He died for the business. I don't care what they say he died of or how it happened. It's because of the business he passed
0: away. Agreed he and, had and, before, brain and before we close out, I, I want to bring up two two very different points that happened within a year of each other. Brian Pillman dies in a hotel room in Bloomington, Minnesota. Vince pays Melanie for a year. Owen Hart falls from the ceiling in Kansas City and Martha Hart has to go to court to get a wrongful death suit.
1: Yeah, but what that, the fuck? Owen Hart happened before Pillman.
0: No, Pillman was first. Ninety-seven. Owen was ninety-nine. Oh, was it? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Why pay Melanie and not pay Martha?
1: Hey, he hates the Hearts. You know that. No. Come on. Down, Come on. Man. That's the, the 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 McMahon Hart thing is more than just some fucking prop, dude. This they that family, the Hearts and the McMahon, hate each other. You ask fucking Brett, you ask Stu, they'll tell you. If Stu was still they'll
0: alive, I'm quite sure he might say something. He did kind of ruin their business in Canada. Not kind of, he ruined their business He did in ruin their
1: fucking business.
0: The point is, one dies of a heart disease in a hotel room. The other dies at live in front of 18,000 people. You pay one and not the other. I call bullshit. Gary, what's your thought?
3: Well, like I've been told from other attorneys, Vince McMahon has two floors of lawyers. So you're looking at 500 to 750 lawyers. You know, he's going to put you through the ringer. You're going to blow 100 G's easily just to start getting things together. You know what I'm saying? I I had to go. (laughs) You guys know this and the fans know this. Vince McMahon tried to steal the pit bulls hmm Oh, okay? yeah. It ain't going to happen. I own the pit bull as me, okay? I even own the copyright of it, okay? We, we did it since 1988. Right off the bat, it's ours forever, okay? Like I said... You know, he tries to take advantage of people. My lawyer told me I had to send them two cease and desist. The first time I sent them a cease and desist, they sent me a letter back. They're like the biggest assholes in the world, talking to me like a piece of shit, talking to my lawyer like a piece of shit. You know, when I. I like, oh, strong so, law. Strong law, baby. I broke my, my this business using the Pitbull name. Okay, and you're going to take that from me as well? Okay, I had to send them one more cease and desist, and then they got the fucking, I understood that, you know, whoever told them they own it, they don't. I had that name since 1988, when I started using it for ECW, which I was using it for ECW at
1: Eastern before 88, which you is genius, by the way, because yeah. pit bulls didn't come into play until the year 2000. Back in the 80s, it was all about Doberman Pinchers, well, if you remember. I understand, <laughs> but I
0: understand what he's saying. When you, when you had the team name, you copyright the team name. You own the name. Fuck yeah. And Very wait, smart. Very I, smart. I, I, I want to say it was like 2005, and we brought it up in the first interview. When he brought out the two little midget guys, uh, uh, Christ, if I can't remember their oh, yeah, names, they were yeah. little guys and called them the Pitbulls. I was insulted because to me, the Pitbulls are Gary and Anthony. That's it. That's, that's what, where it begins what, and that's what, where it ends.
3: See, I talked to Jamie. Well, I talked to David Cash.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: I didn't talk to Jamie. Now, you know, Cash even told me, he said to Triple H, look, bring the original Pitbull in, let him manage us. That will, give up, that will help us. I mean, they put the straps on them. So don't tell me that you didn't have plans to make a lot of fucking money, okay? Because they wanted the pit bulls, me and my partner, from 19, I don't know. They looked at us in 1980, 89, and they already wanted me and Anthony. I mean, we turned them down twice because of the fact that we wanted to do Japan and we figured it would be too hard to be on the road 300 days a year like they abuse these guys now.
1: No, absolutely. absolutely.
3: So, you know what I mean? So you're not going to steal my gimmick, you know? So I put them in this place. Of course, I didn't make any money, but they're selling, you know, they were selling gimmicks, yeah. T-shirts. Almost. You they could almost have. You, you were right there. Twice. Okay, why, why did I get anything? You know what I'm saying? I didn't get nothing. You know, I have to be a part of a class action. I have no other chance. I'm not sitting here. I'm, I'm living month to month. Should I be living month to month what I've done in my life?
1: Hells no. No. Hells no. Absolutely I,
3: mean, no. I, don't, I don't want to be living in a mansion. I just want to be able to pay my bills and live comfortable. I'm not looking to drive a Bentley or a Ferrari. You know, just give Porsche me a little. Nice. Give me a fucking uh, Silverado. I'm happy. You know what I'm saying? I'm not that type of person. You know, but but it, it, it's fucked up that you know everybody besides me. You know, I'm not just bitching for me. I see so many of my friends dying every year. Why? You know, why are they dying? Because they're not getting taken care of exactly. for the things that they did that are making money for a man right
1: now. VA, you know? anybody?
0: Yeah, right. It's like the VA. It absolutely is. Gary, I want to thank you for your time. It's been fantastic. Just you bringing out the things about concussions and injuries and, and and the like. There might be people out there who don't understand how tough the wrestling business is. You have to be a real athlete. You have to be a tough guy. But at the same time, you have to worry about yourself going forward into the future and that's what we wanted to bring to the people today. And I, I want to just say how appreciative we are of your time.
5: Thank you
3: very much. And I'm glad to be on the show anytime, guys.
0: Thank you. Absolutely, we, brother. You know you're going to get a call very soon. We always have uh, time for Gary Pitbull, number one wolf. Fuck yeah, brother. Thank
1: you very much. Like I said, you you, you pretty much you sealed everything that we were talking about earlier. Like... When you have the chance to listen to the show, you'll see like we hit on everything and then you just acknowledged everything that we were talking about. And thank you very much, because I think sometimes people don't realize how hard that business is. And it's I I, we made the rant earlier when people don't call it a sport. It pisses me off. I know it pisses fucking my boy jabroni over here off. I don't know if it pisses you off. You guys work your asses off and you deserve everything that you fucking get. I don't care. You guys are solid athletes.
3: I just want to say one last thing, guys. Sure. If Vince McMahon wants to make himself look like, you know, the best man out there, do the right thing. I mean, how many more guys do we have to have die?
1: Preach. You know what I'm saying? Preach. Very good. Very
0: good. That's it. You know what I'm saying? Do the right thing. Absolutely, brother.
1: Absolutely. Best
0: point you've made the whole time. That is awesome. Thank you, Gary. Thank you very much, brother.
1: Hey, listen, we'll be getting in touch with you very soon, brother. Thank you for all your information, and thank you for being Pitbull number one and being real, brother. That's what we love the most.
3: Thanks,
0: guys. Have a great weekend. You You too, too, brother. brother. I'll talk talk to you you soon. soon. Give my best of candy. You got it. All right, bro. Thank you. Always what a great time with rain. Gary the Pipple.
1: See, and that, and bringing up that point, like I said, it's my my biggest thing is these these warriors.
0: Say it, say it loud, and say it are loud. getting
1: left behind.
0: I had to move my Lemmy. No, mic they ra- to talk they to really
1: are. They, they, they. I
4: don't understand it. I mean, these guys put certain brands on the map, and they get treated like shit. Mm-hmm. I, I, exactly. I, I don't get it. Well, it's, a, it's
1: the same. I mean, we're leading right back to where we were before. This whole concussion thing, going right back to the Dale Earnhardt Jr., going back to everything else. I mean, uh, we we said, what was the last time basketball had a major concussion or baseball had a major concussion? I think somebody got beamed into a fucking head with a baseball.
0: Uh, uh, You know what? I, I don't remember his name. Again, basketball is foreign to me since. Uh, and like I said, I, I'm going to say John Stockton. Yeah. <laughs> it could be. I just remember, or a maybe guy...
1: Bosh, because Bosh is stupid enough to well, get a. Bosh fucking... is dumb enough, But <laughs> yeah, I remember. I want to say concussion. it was like 95. Love. I mean, yeah, yeah. Glove, yeah, Love yeah. is definitely pretty lanky. He's pretty stupid. He I want to say.
0: I, I want to say it was like 95. That's when I really fell out. There was someone that went up, smack out a rebound or a block a shot, fell flat back. You watched his head bounce against the floor. The other nine guys are running down the court. Dude looks like a starfish. And it wasn't those things like we talked about earlier where, oh, I touched Frank and he's in a flail like he's on Days of Our Lives. It wasn't <laughs> an acting job. He did his job, he fell, he whacked his head. He's out cold. Right. You know, that's the one I remember. I, I, I've watched basketball sporadically over the last 20 years. It, it's, it's, it's more drama. I, I, I've seen more drama in the NBA than I do watching a movie. And that's sick. It's, it's bad. Absolutely. That is pretty bad. sick. Really. Um, real quick, I'd love to hear what you thought overall of the Gary interview. And I can pee another time. I'm just going to listen.
4: You know, I thought, oh, yeah. not not being a wrestling fan, so to speak, my, my first wrestling match that I saw was at the Hartford Civic Center. My father took us. Uh, and it was ended up being a steel cage match, which... I mean, not I was bad all,
1: for a first fucking. Yeah, ministry. right. <laughs> Damn. I was
4: all new to this. I mean, you know, Hulk Hogan was there. George the Animal Steel. Randy Macho Man Savage. I mean, it was incredible. And I, I admit I'm not a big fan of wrestling. I mean, but oh, I absolutely. do. I do appreciate what these guys are going through. I'm
1: not. A, I'm not a big fan of NASCAR. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. I watched it back in the day, here and there, and I. The fucked up part is I just got backed into it again, and of course I picked my fucking racer, and it's Dale Earnhardt Jr. <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. So here we are having a conversation about him possibly considering retiring. Might not I mean, race. He, he might not fucking race it. it. It might be over. It
4: was just something that I, I, I never was into. My, my like I said, my son is so huge into wrestling. It's I don't know where he got it from. Right. My wife and I both really don't watch wrestling at all, but it was something he was into. He got it but from his
0: uncle Jabroni.
4: He got it. That's right. He got it from Vergy. That's right. But it was just, you know, when I, when I saw uh, the, the, the place was packed. I mean, there wasn't a seat empty and it was an intense. I mean, I watched George the animal steel, never heard of the guy before. He went over to the turnbuckle and just bit it and started ripping it apart. with oh, yeah. his mouth. I mean, yeah. he was going, what? And, you know, to see the Hulk Hogan come out and rip his shirt apart and, and go it through was, that whole shit. Cool. Absolutely. It was incredible. Absolutely. But I've never followed it from from that point on. I just never did. And, you know, to hear Gary explain what he's going through, is it, it's sad. I, I,
1: love, I love, and, and we're going to have, uh, obviously, Animal coming on here soon. Oh, yeah. I love having the wrestling aspects of coming on here. I threw a little bug in Ray's here. I'm, I'm really hoping to get him. Good. That him would too, be great. Because I'll tell you what, that dude went through some hell.
0: Oh, yeah. WCW? That Not only fucking that, but dude went through Was some it fucking a year hell. ago when he's just in a regular match yeah. and he hits his signature move, that 6 1 gimmick? Well, depending on what you listen to, and again, all the facts, until we talk to Ray, we don't know. The report says the guy was in the midst of a heart attack. And the move exacerbated it. That's the official medical could report. Happen. Absolutely. It could happen. I don't think that that little spin kick gimmick from a guy who's 160 pounds is going to kill a guy. What I do think, though, is it, can cert- it can't help. Listen, it can't help. Do you ever
1: hear about your nose getting driven up into your brain? Yeah, it's a yeah. fucking assassin. Move. Sure. Yeah. Let's let's be sure. honest, dude. I mean, we don't know if that happened. Absolutely. And the way right. that your right. your head is on that move, and the way he kicks his fucking little feet around, dude, it could have happened. Right. It could have happened. Sure. Is all I'm saying. And
0: when we get Joe on the line in a couple of weeks, the only thing he can't talk about is the lawsuit. Absolutely, it's, it's under, it's under which is, lock and which key, which is
1: completely understandable. One of the biggest things that I think we we kind of walked away with, as far as the concussion thing is, it started off as a tough guy image. Mm-hmm. It started oh, off. Question. It started off with, if you went to the doctors, you were looked at as a bitch, and now sure. we're seeing the repercussions. That are coming from this. Now we're seeing these big, strong, a.k.a. supermen dropping to this kryptonite. Oh, yeah. Junior I mean, Seau was quite possibly, I mean, in his prime, the guy was a beast.
0: One of the toughest guys you yeah. ever saw. He was I a mean, fucking beast. Here's a guy that me
4: is Calvin Johnson. He is, I, I believe, one of the most best receivers in the league today. Absolutely. He called it quits. Yeah. Why? Why? Exactly.
1: Why did he Because call it he's smart enough to realize. He may to not realize... say it out loud,
0: but trust me, when you're a receiver and you, you get jump hits. up. You get oh, hits yeah. as a receiver. How many I mean, times do you see those replays and they're great theater and it's great spectacle. But when you but see those highlight reels and they jump up to catch the Superman catch and that lineman or the safety or... The corner. That's all you need. You don't even need the leg, a heavy and you guy. Do, you do a 360 in the air and land on your land shoulder. On your head. Do you think I mean, for one land minute. Land on your hip? Exactly. Do you think for one minute, even if you land on your hip, what's whipping around side to side, yeah. even if you land on your hip? Your head. What's in your head? Your brain. Where do you get a concussion? In your brain. Exactly. It's that simple. I, I thought today was I, fantastic. I was shocked that he called it quits. Uh, no, I, I was I mean, too, but then again, I, I'm sure hey, there's more to Robert it. Robert
1: Smith did it to me. I, I thought I had a running back for another fucking eight years. You know, thank God Adrian Peterson came through the door like fucking five years later. But I mean, seriously, like you got to commend some of these guys when 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 people was sitting there saying, oh, you know, we, we go these concussions. And the only thing I can think about is "Oh, I got a broken neck. I got to get back out in the fucking. Yeah, dude. I cringed. Yeah, I cringe, dude. I have back surgery yeah. and my motherfucking ass was going to my doctor saying, all right. If I go to work I'm a mechanic. If I go to work tomorrow and I'm lifting something, my shit ain't gonna go out again. I was so worried about pulling my fucking back out again, I pussyfooted footed it around yeah. for at least three weeks not before I really who, yeah. got into a situation where I had to use my back and I said, Oh, okay, I'm good.
4: Not not knowing who that Gary was. I I have never heard of him to mm-hmm. be honest with you. I felt really bad sad for that guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The way the way the way he sounded on that on that call was just He's upset.
0: Yeah, absolutely. He is I mean, and he, he should is, be. Absolutely. Not he just not just for not being compensated by his likeness, his image and his work being used on the WWE network, but for the fact that he put his body, his life, his yeah. career, his well-being on the line and again, like he said, he lives month to month. Most of us know what it like no know, knows what it's like to live week to week, paycheck to paycheck. You right. know, but what you're busy, a guy he's doing
4: busy, he's not going paycheck exactly. to paycheck. Exactly.
0: He's a guy, Gary's a guy whose image is blasted all over this Mm -hmm. network. There are DVDs. WWE keeps putting out these ECW best of series. Let's put this up here. He's not making a dollar.
1: The fact that he made that point is very, very, very important because a lot of people are ignorant and they think, well what the fuck he's got all this money he was a superstar at one point heck he was an ECW wrestler he was in
0: WCW he was owned by all this stuff. superstar Billy Graham was he the was... WWF champion in the 70s and is penniless as of exactly. 2004 he has sold off his Hall of Fame ring he sold off almost everything just to live A Hall done that.
1: of Fame exactly. ring exactly think about have done that. that think about that your Hall of Fame you're exactly right ring. Frank I mean there's a lot of a lot athletes, of
0: athletes.
4: They're, 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 they have nothing
0: mm-hmm. part have of nothing. it and I'm not I'm not shitting on Gary here, but a lot of athletes make the money, spend the money. They don't think about the future. They think, I'm Superman. I'm going to live forever. But in Gary's case, he he was wise. He did did what he had to do. But then again, now he's getting screwed over these likeness rights. And I know that goes away from the concussion thing. We always love having, having Gary on. But at the end of the day,
1: it's that time.
0: Pay people. For what they give what they you. Do and, and it what they're is worth. that time. Are you turned up? Because here it comes. It's the final countdown. This week's final countdown is brought to you by Viking Entertainment. If you need DJ or karaoke services, go to Facebook and look up Viking Entertainment. They provide us with all this great equipment. And they are there. Well, this one's ours. Oh, that one's ours. Yeah, this is. A they fish provide, fish provide fish. us ninety <laughs> so percent owned by the local produce. <laughs> they provide us with ninety percent of the equipment, parties, bars. Doesn't matter. You get a sweet sixteen. You got a retirement party. Go find Viking Entertainment, and we'll talk about Sublime before we get to the end, guys. It's it's in the we're in the middle of cookout season, and everybody goes and buys burgers and dogs and all this stuff. You buy potato chips, don't you? Fuck yeah. Now, the big thing over the last couple of years the is this, Lay's potato chips. I'm Lee's glad you chips. said that. Absolutely. The last couple of years, we've been inundated with the Lay's creative flavor campaign, right? Yep. We've gotten dill pickle out of the deal. We've gotten lick a cow udder. Okay. We've gotten, um, what is potato. it? A, yep. Uh, cheeseburger macaroni, bacon this. Bacon, matter. mac,
1: and cheese. Yep. Garlic cheesy bread.
0: Yep. Now, there was one. Saskatchewan
1: uh, chicken, Brazilian, which I just picked up. I didn't did try Did you? It
0: uh, the Immortal just picked one up. It's like a uh, Brazilian pakaka waka waka. I got, like, I got the It tastes Greek like one. a steak kebab. The oh, the Greek, Greek one is, is fantastic. Oh, that one is oh. good, dude. Isn't
1: that? That's like the... All right, but I'm sorry. <laughs>
0: no, 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 no. Dynamite <laughs> drop-in. We needed that. So my top 10 list this week is the top 10 failed potato chip flavors in the Lay's Create a Flavor campaign. And my honorable mention this week, which you guys might have dealt with in your life, honorable mention is... Stale beer. They actually made that chip really. No, I'm saying these are oh, failed. Flavors. Okay, okay, good, good, good. I have good. never good. tried stale beer. Oh, that's beer. disgusting. Complete, complete, and utter. Disclosure. Before you start, though, did you sure. guys
1: remember cheddar and jalapeno lays? Yes, yes. Why, why are those not a thing anymore? I wish I knew
0: because were I'm not a cheese guy, but I love them. were good. They those were good.
1: good. And then the other one was the Salsaria
0: Doritos. Do you remember those? Oh yeah. What in the green bag, to, man. Those are fantastic. What
1: happened to those? These are some great potato chips that know, we need back.
0: I still want to know where the crunchers, remember the black bag? Those yes. Those jalapeno yes. ones where you ate one and your mouth exploded. Those were the best, <laughs> those and those I missed them. My go-to Lay's,
4: though, is sour cream and onion. Yeah. I, I just, it's, it's plain blah, no offense, blah, blah. No offense. You've been but, my
0: friend for like but, 35 you know, years, but you're a basic bitch. <laughs> the peach skull kind of threw me off, but, you know. Yeah, I brought that the. It, it almost yeah. could have been on my list. <laughs> Number 10, peanut butter and lint. Peanut butter and lint. These are failed Lay's flavors.
4: Yeah, I I was probably, yeah.
0: 90% uh, of this is made up. Some of them are actual, (laughs) yeah. Number nine, three-month-old milk was a failed flavor in the Lay's campaign. I could see why. Number eight, which I'm waiting for Mike someday to accidentally pick this up and actually try it. Number eight is Jabroni's Chog Bottle, which you can see right here. Oh, he said, "Hell no!" From the other room. <laughs> hell no, I agree with you, Mike. <laughs> no. Number seven failed flavor in the Lay's Create a flavor campaign is stinky feet. Agreed. Have you ever seen those jelly beans? The game that the kids play—the black jelly bean—it could be licorice or could I be have. Skunk. Yes, yes. Do your kids? Do your kids partake in that? They have not yet. No. Oh, thank your lucky. My star. my daughter
1: is two, and my son is nine, and I since, hope to since God, I was they in don't. the uh, the other room and I couldn't. Couldn't acknowledge it.
0: Are we going back to number eight?
1: Real quick. I didn't drink it. However, I did have a chog moment. I was upstairs cleaning bottles, and I was like, what oh, fucking ignoramus no. didn't drink their fucking cherry Coke? <laughs> I went to dump it out, and I smelt wintergreen, and I was like, oh, no. Yeah, chog all up in my sink. Thanks, buddy. You're welcome. I, I,
0: I owe you a sink cleaning. <laughs> <laughs> number six is a tip of the hat to Eddie Focus, our fabulous executive producer. The number six failed potato chip in the Lay's campaign is haggis and watermelon. Haggis. Haggis and watermelon. Haggis and watermelon. Okay. Should have been haggis and blueberries. Wouldn't that have been great? <laughs> I'd have died. I'd have died on the spot. Number five is wet dog. Yeah. I have one of those. I've lifted Yeah, but dollars. think about it. Your dog, freshly scrubbed, smells fantastic. Your dog goes out in the rain. Smells like a bag of assholes. <laughs> number <You> know, four, <laughs> toenail fungus. I shouldn't do that while you're drinking, by the Ooh, way. toenail fungus. Uh, number right. three is a tip of the hat to the fantastic style consultant Lady J. The number three failed potato chip flavor is hot garbage. hot garbage. Hot garbage. Hot garbage. Hot garbage. Anybody who's ever experienced the next one is going to shudder in pain. The number two failed potato chip flavor is toothpaste and orange juice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Frank, stop. <laughs> I, I've, I've had the
4: toothpaste in milk. It, I, I don't know. I've never
0: experienced that. I'm it, trying it tomorrow. I have to. I have to. It's
4: not fun. Why would you do that to yourself? But think about <laughs> it.
0: You, you brush your teeth. You go out and breakfast and you drink the orange juice and your, your, your eyes water immediately. It's not good. And number one failed potato chip flavor in the Lay's Creative Flavor campaign is... Swamp crotch. Swamp crotch. Swamp crotch. Everybody knows it. Everybody's experienced it. Everybody's had their moment. That was a tip of the hat to Marcus Argyn. He's always talking about swamp crotch. Does that that worry you? No, it just means there's not a lot of swamp crotch. Hey, there's nothing baby powder can't solve when you have swamp crotch. Exactly. So what do you got for the people before we close out and do our thing? We already have the music. Nope. Look out. Look out now.
1: <laughs> um I, I talked about it earlier. We need we need uh we need to get them reviews in. I got to get Sully out of here. It's almost been a year Frank, now. Frank, you get to sign
0: Scully since before I, you leave. Sully and Scully. Since I fucking, Sully since right. I fucking purchased awesome.
1: Sully the Scully at the uh Do we Broadway.
0: do we want to say when? It's almost been a year. It has. It really has. How are you guys not reviewing us on iTunes? It's killing it's, me. It's, it's killing
1: it's, me. Actually, it's it's pissing me off. It's, made, it's making me so fucking mad. I think I will break that fucking thing open and make some fucking Bloody Marys out of it next week. What I swear today? to fucking God.
0: No, let, not not next week. Let's let's look at the calendar. Here. I'll give
1: I'll give you a year anniversary. There's it. That's we a-
0: <laughs> we had we had already interviewed Nate and Mark. Nate Nathan Hunt, Mark Slaughter. For those of you that are uh, uninitiated, yeah. Lairitz was the first, so it had to be in October. We interviewed Jim Lairitz in November, so October is going to mark a year. If we don't hit twenty reviews. By Halloween, we are going to put the camera up right there where we usually do. And we're drinking. Ed's going to be sitting right there. Hell, we may invite Frank to sit right here. I would love and that. And we are going to drink Sully the Scully in front of you, and then we're going to wipe our ass with the bottle.
1: No, actually, we won't even make a sh- we'll, we'll just go live on YouTube, and it'll just be a show about us drinking the bottle.
0: I like it. It really will it's be. Not, There'll that be, that be nothing good.
1: else going on. We'll just be sitting there doing shots or making whatever the fuck we want out
4: of Is that there tasty, any chance we can fiber. get, like, a... You know, a Bronco
1: uh, interview at some point. We, we you, you
0: know, know. we've try we're trying for NFL guys. It would be great if we do get a Bronco interview. Frank, you're going to be sitting at that corner. One of, right of, there. one of the
1: hardest things about the NFL is you have got to go through so many fucking people. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, if you can somebody. look, if you can actually get one of these guys one to one and have them call you, you're good. If you got to go through, because we have. He's actually went through Atlanta. I've went through Minnesota.
0: I went through Miami, New England. I sent the the word out. I mean
4: that that Gary
0: interview was. uh, Well, you got to go back and hear. If you have three hours hours to waste, his first interview was fantastic. Yeah, it was. It really was awesome. I mean, that's why I said
1: it. Kind of, he he kind of brought back that feeling again of you know like what he was originally talking about like through that. But Mm -hmm.
4: I mean, I wish I was a bigger wrestling fan because that. No, was, you, you know incredible. what Frank
0: and that and that's fine. What you do and just to pimp out Gary just a little bit. Go to go to YouTube. Look up the Pitbulls ECW. And you'll see some of these uh, incredible matches and they are Absolutely. they are sound. They're technically sound. You could they could blow the doors off of some of the guys that are in WWE right now. But then again, they have the extra added violence that ECW is known for. Chairs, sticks, tables, etc. But you're going to be entertained. And, that, sure. and that's the end result. Fuck and yeah. same with uh, Joe Animal Laurinaitis. If you remember the Legion of Doom or the Road Warriors, he's going to be here in a few weeks. His son is actually part of the bullshit cocksucker New Orleans Saints <laughs> right now, <laughs> formerly of the Rams. I have his jersey at home, both his college and his professional— that's work ethic. It shows that the father and the son, the, the apple's falling, like, right close. Sure. And, again, tough guys, warriors. Uh, Joe was the previous era where I know Joe has talked about in his book, and we'll pimp that when Joe's on the show. Absolutely. Talked about where he's going out there with broken fingers, broken limbs. His partner, Hawk, God rest his soul, went out there with a broken <laughs> leg and climbed up, did one of those uh, scaffold message back in the day. Just Again, it, we're we're talking about the different eras and going back to the concussion thing, the different eras are defining us. The tough guys back then may have been tough, but they again, a little uneducated. Right. Now we have no, all where, these yeah, things at our disposal and it's not their fault. We have all these things at our disposal that help them in the long run. Exactly. I need to bring my son here. He would probably help me better with wrestling if when we have when we have road warrior animal on the show your son can be sitting right he here no, in so right. You know. today's
1: subject was very very important obviously uh we went obviously a little bit longer i will uh, obviously be doing a little bit of editing here a little bit but um it is a very important subject for for you parents out there that have kids that are in sports don't look at the uh, the unseverity of this this is a very serious subject if you feel at any point that your child is in danger or is in the jeopardy of having concussion please make sure you go get them checked out please make sure that you have them Go through the necessary steps of getting healed. Your child's health is more important than anything else out there. I don't give a fuck if he's going for a fucking college education and he needs to play that other fucking game. Your child's health is the most important thing going on right now. So you guys, make sure that you do this. Make sure if you have anything that shows a concussion... Please take care of it. Please take care of anything else that goes on with that. Your body is one of the most important things. Absolutely. Absolutely. And
0: real quick, I promised it at the beginning of the show for those of you that play Pokemon Go, I have a special message from a wonderful, intelligent human being, and I use intelligent very loosely. This is a message for all you Pokemon Go people from the Iron Sheik, who shits in a bag. Pokemon! I know you make
3: a pokey, and I saw any pokey on the street. I'm gonna suplex him. I put him in the camel clutch. I make him humble. Pokemon. Remember.
0: So the iron sheik does not like Pokemon Go. <laughs> so. Is that Ryan, weird or what? Ryan, did you listen to that? <laughs> is Ryan a Pokemon guy? Ryan is a huge
1: Pokemon listen. guy. <laughs> listen. Sorry, Ryan. Love I need you to kid. drive around camel toe. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you this one last Uh-oh. time,
0: okay? He's going after the Iron Sheik now.
1: Suplex all the fuck you want. When we find the Ball Bazaar, I'm gonna have
0: him piss on your skull. Oh, you. you. Wait, wait, wait. I got a response from the Iron Sheik. Whoa, no, this one. No, stop. Don't touch shit. fucking killing me. Uh oh. We're already into the music. Suplex that, bitch. <laughs>